for, for we got quite the some talk. Time. We got Jerry O'Connell. Look at those shoes he's wearing. Well, exactly. This whole look of men. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Are you kidding me? Put it in the washing machine. You know, yeah, I think I told you. Jerry O'Connell filming movie in Chicago. T.J. Miller knows Jerry O'Connell. Told him to reach out to Sean Flannery and C.J. Sullivan. They would do like bar trivia together and shit at like Burton Place, you know? Yeah. They'd hang out. And, but and O'Connell, he loved the C.J. and Flannery. But C.J. got annoyed by him because he kept texting him. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Like, I, just, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. Just because he was so... He Who the fuck is that guy? I don't know. He's probably fucking... But what is anger John Mayer's unexpressed So let's do... Oh, we're gonna We're going to do a little pre-show breakdown because we got a lot of stuff happening here. We're gonna, we got we got active sports happening. You're, you got... Kirk, Kirk Cousins is sitting in a phone booth on the Vikings sideline right now because of COVID. Um, what else? God is right. <laughs> yeah, it is because of God. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> My brother and I have been going off. We we thought about cha- go, going to the <laughs> going to their practice and be like, "Nice to see Kirk Cousins. He's pro-choice. Women across the country love you. You're pro-choice." You know? Yeah. Because they're using that bullshit pro-choice. Isn't a- Kellen Mond super religious too? I'm. Sh- you know something, dude? I bet you two thirds of the league take a knee. I mean, I- I'm being dead serious about this. Is my prediction? Christian players are going to kneel during the national anthem this year. I see, but the, I just don't think that's going to. There's because I, I think it's such a minority that it will look ridiculous. But they're going to be like, but, but don't you understand? It's the day of our Lord. Sunday is it? no. Christians are oppressed. And I don't think they're. I don't think they're. I, they, you, don't, you don't need to get. You don't need to get. But they're to, not going to. Uh, uh, they won't take a knee. They won't do what Colin Kaepernick did. They well, won't even do that. They're not. They're losing the message <laughs> behind BLM. I don't think they'll do that. You know, just like how you said, there's going to be terrorist attacks during the MLB All Star game. I, I wonder if there would be. You know, <laughs> no, no, I know I, people I, don't give a shit about baseball. Well, I mean, just because it would be a location. Because damn it, they moved from Atlanta to oh, Denver. Boo-hoo. I mean, you know, I, those I people you, are so ballless. I, I tell you one thing, I got right. Even I, the I, Capitol riot was like. One person died. Like, well, yeah, a couple did. Actually, like they're dude, dumb and shitty, but like it was a buffoon of a riot. Like it's not like they're the most actionable fucking people. <laughs> what I heard is what I've heard is that a couple of the Capitol Police were smart and they they were able to kind of uh, buy a little right. time, like because I, th- I think they had to kind of scurry down into the panic room. If they would have caught, uh, you know, uh, oh, we can watch the Roosevelts. An intimate history. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've seen parts of this. Everyone wanted to greet the president and see how he looked and felt. He was uh, fat like and Spanish. crippled. He was fat and crippled and well, ugly. Well, I don't know if he was fat. Going to be to keep <laughs> Wasn't Roosevelt like a big fat guy? No, no, no. Teddy might have been. But, but, but not oh, I'm sure this is Teddy. This probably is his early Teddy. Yeah. yeah. Probably president is. Roosevelt wins re-election. Oh, this is oh, episode seven. Oh, oh, oh yeah. This is yeah. at the end. This is when he dies. Now, you got to admit, because everybody loves FDR, yeah. and he's the reason we have two terms. He was getting a little dictator-y, huh? Well, I mean... Well, yeah. Not like in his political, but like, that motherfucker wanted to be president forever. Well, I mean, yeah, he was he had elected four times. He was president for like 18 years. Yeah, he was president for, he was president for uh, from 33 until 45. He just got reelected for a fourth term, and then he died. But I mean, he was... That was during a time period when uh, <laughs> things were pretty fucked up in the world. You know, you, you had the depression followed Ooh, by the second world war. We can watch Little League war. baseball. Well, it, it, this, this is just the Little League World Series in Virginia's. Oh, is this like girl Little League baseball? Well, well this is softball. Yeah, exactly. 
one win over Arizona. Dude, in the new Jackass movie, they let softball players shoot him in the nuts with underhanded pitches. Oh, God. They have a new Jackass movie? Yeah, it's coming out. Well, what number is that? Four. Wow. Yeah. When was the third one out? Like... 12 years ago they won a long long time time. they won a long time because i think the whole point of this now is they're old guys like that's the that's the rub of the movie i was gonna say i mean they're like close to my age yeah they're no they're like in between your age and my they're they're like mid early 40s i'd say would you you just yeah steve-o steve-o still alive oh yeah he's sober he He doesn't do any drugs he's like a completely clean sober person whoa you want to get the show rolling let's that was pre-show we're all good exactly yeah yeah uh we're gonna have a good time today guys we're live in the daytime i am you know what i am kind of excited for the field of dreams game uh they say if it goes well this year they're gonna do cubs cardinals next year which i don't know uh what game two bad teams what are they doing this year the Sox and the Yankees are oh, playing yeah. at the Field of Dreams. Yeah, Cubs Cardinals would make sense. You know, I see. Remember CJ? He hated that rivalry. They try to make it like it's a real. It's not rivalry. a rivalry. It's a bullshit rivalry. It's Although, not a rivalry. They try to because at one time they were the furthest West teams. You know, Chicago and I mean the Cubs. Oh, really? The Car- Absolutely, because before Dodgers and Giants made it to California, they were the furthest. West oh, yeah, teams. and the St. Louis. Well, the Cardinals is a little more west. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's it, the gateway to the west. Absolutely, St. Louis and Chicago. They were the two west teams. So, and that was for decades, man. I mean, that was for a long time. You know, so I think at one time it might have been a bit of a rivalry. Yeah, but uh, not, not not anymore. Well, All I right. mean, you know, still. Kind of, well, we're kind gonna of we're gonna get the show going here, guys. Uh, welcome in. Welcome to the afternoon live stream. Uh, we'll be back on the other side of the intro song. Welcome to the show. From Atlanta, We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. Then you maintain the status. December seventh, ninth. And a question, a psychopath. We're in. Took a little bit. It took a long time today. Yeah, yeah it did. It but did. nothing, none of this was my fault this time. This was YouTube, browser problems, and then I had to fix the frames per second, but we're fucking here. We did it. Excellent. Good job, Keith. Uh, I'm impressed with my skills to not freak out and just be like, we're not doing it. You were almost there. You were on the well, edge. Well, you were almost there. We. I was. Uh, I was thinking for the like, listeners like, before we started. Crocious goes. All right, man. We got to start the show because we, we. I've literally been here for an hour and a half waiting for the show to start. Yeah. Um. But and I was like, it's not my fault. I I reacted like that at work the other day. Someone's order was taking a long time, and when someone's order's wrong, they just go to the cash register and they yell at me. Yeah. And I literally go to the guy. He was just like, what's up with my order? And I go, dude, I told him it's going to like, I go, it's not my fault, man. And he just goes, I know it's not your fault. And I was like, <laughs> well, then why the fuck are you complaining? 
Well, because he wants to get his food right. Th- well, then don't go talk to the cook. Well, you ju- you just asked me ten minutes ago what your order was. I went and checked on it. They told me what they told me. So you're done with me. Don't come up to me again and ask me the same question. I fucking told you that you are a representative of the organization, my friends, my friends. So you you, you have to be a face for the organization. It sucks. It's not. Well, good. no, I tell the I, co- I tell the manager service. and the cooks uh, all the time because they go, why are you so upset? I go, because they're mad at me. Yeah. I go, you're fucking up their order and they think I'm fucking up their order. Yeah. 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 It's customer service blows. There's no doubt about it. That's the first thing I tell them when they complain. I go, I'm not making your food. Yeah. That's the first thing I say. I'm not making your food. Does it tend to be like like they order a steak medium rare and it becomes well done or something? Here's the problem. It's the way things go out. They prioritize big deliveries over like someone will order a bowl of soup. Oh, yeah. And and they'll be waiting for 20 minutes because they're focusing on this big giant 27 to go order. Yeah. And I'm just like, make the fucking bowl of soup. Yeah. We'll get it out of the way. It's a bowl of soup. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The driver's not coming for 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. For the Pour a goddamn cup of soup. And where do you work at again, Keith? Tender Greens, Tender Century Greens. City Mall, one of the Ooh. worst places ever. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, are are you on uh, Beverly? No, we're on uh, Santa Monica. Oh, on Santa Monica. That's okay, the okay. Beverly Center. Okay, exactly, exactly. Because I, I go past that in, in in our working man's jobs. Here we go. Lift driver. So here's the same question. And by the way, whoever ends up being the quarterback for the Bears, ESPN's FBI. Same question, guys. ESPN is the worst fucking sports channel on the planet isn't it amazing again you probably don't remember when espn came in it was revolutionary it was revolutionary it had all the information and now it it has just been totally losing viewership i want to do a summer's worth a summer's worth of videos of chicago bear stories about espn all of them when do you think Justin Fields is going to start? Gonna say, Sam, when do you think Justin Fields is going to well, start? Well, you know, I think Andy Dan Dalton Orlovsky, will play a couple games. We got Dan Orlovsky here. Dan, tell us when you think Justin Fields will start. <laughs> what's the what's Justin Fields looking like? Shut the fuck up. Here's the thing about it. Football, obviously, when, it, when the NFL Network was launched, it's trying to be a year-round sport, okay? So the Senior Bowl and the draft, obviously, and then there's preseason. But now we are starting to get in a bit of a, bit of a football mode, and I've been paying a a little more attention to it because as you know i do not pay attention to america's pastime like i used to which is amazing but i don't it's so bad even like every aaron Rodgers will hear won't he show up yeah yeah well, it's just them up. asking different people the same fucking question over and over again yeah. i would be going mad if i was matt Nagy right now yeah because every press conference with they try and find different ways to, to ask, ask the, same, the same fucking question over yeah. and over again. Justin Fields ain't playing. He's not going to start. Well, it, it, Shut it, the fuck up it, about it. He's maintained that line the entire the entire time, right? And I think yeah. he understands that. Like, yeah, if we start the season and we put Justin Fields in and he clearly outperforms him, we'll go with Justin Fields. But right now, that's not. I think it's Nagy saying, "I'm not going to let the press dictate what I fucking do." Yeah, it's the media trying to make the decision for the Bears. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I will be curious to see because you know if Dalton goes in and they have like back to back three and outs, do you think they're thinking about Fields? Do you think it's happening? Well, that's what they even the criticisms of the move. They were like, I feel bad for Andy Dalton because the second he has an incomplete pass, people oh, are going to oh, be booing and something. calling for yeah, Fields, yeah. And, like, and you can't do that. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, it, it, he's because gonna... Fields is going to fuck up too. Oh yeah, uh, Andy Dalton throws an interception. What if Justin Fields comes in and throws a pick six, his first fucking pass? Which I've seen. You know, Jay Cutler threw a pick six, his first throw on the Bears. Oh, he did. Yeah, against the Packers, he threw four interceptions in his first game. Oh, I remember that game. Yeah, yeah, I remember that game. It was the first game of the season, right? It was Monday Night Football, and and, and it was in. uh, Was it in uh, Green Bay? Yeah, it was in Green Bay. No, and then yeah, they never talk about baseball anymore, in on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, James. They just talked about Dak. That was the that was going to be the next thing. Are we yeah. worried about Dak because yep. his shoulders strained now? Yeah, and they're like he's going to get an MRI. So now that's the story. Uh, is is he really hurt? But when you're the Cowboys, it is so annoying to me that franchise for the past twenty. Here, here's just been bad for twenty five years. If you would have told this to me when I was a kid, I would have said you're messed up. Uh, the Dolphins suck. The Washington football team, or as I called them, the Washington Foreskins, and the Dallas Cowboys have sucked for 25 years. The Cowboys have won two fucking playoff games in 25 years. My beloved Vikings have won eight in the same amount of yeah. time. But you know what I mean? Like they've actually won a few games, and and they're you know you don't talk about them. These Cowboys and the America's team. It's just oh, they were when I was a kid. Those Cow- teams are nothing but this. We'll be right back to the music after these important words about death. <laughs> when I was a kid, that's when America's Team, the moniker actually happened. And oh my, Tony Hill, Tony Dorsett, Roger Staubach, Randy White. Oh my God, they were on a nauseating team. They were so nauseating. God, I couldn't stand them. Colin I Coward loved it is, when they sucked. I Colin loved Coward when they got bad. is the worst with it too. He does a daily sports show. And sometimes I feel bad for those daily sports show guys. Yeah, it's a lot of material. You oh know my I mean? God, it's... He has a different opinion about the same thing every day. When the Aaron Rodgers thing happened, it was, you know, Aaron is the GOAT. You need to do what he says. Then it was Aaron's being a baby. Yeah. Then they're trying to figure out trade partners for the yeah. for the Packers. And then let's just every he's a man of 27 different opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first I mean, he said Dak Prescott was the god of the NFL. Don't doubt Dak. Dak Prescott's going to be the best in the NFL. And then last year, oh, Dak Prescott's an average NFL arm. Yeah, You yeah. just last year said he was the greatest fucking thing on planet Earth. <laughs> Two years ago, he was talking about how the Cowboys were on the cusp of a dynasty with Dak Prescott. Now, uh, they're okay. Yeah. Well, Karen Rogers, Karen Rogers is in camp. And frankly, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't think it's be, people make it a big deal. He's restructured his contract. They're obviously going to try and trade him after the season. Okay, fine. I, I think Aaron Rodgers will be just fine this year. Karen Rodgers will be just fine. You know, here's a perfect example of sports TV right now. We're going to have three men yelling. So you don't yeah. check the tire pressure on a car. Put air. Oh, what are you talking about, sir? <laughs> Gas station to check the tire pressure again. <laughs> oh, oh, like, oh. You ain't got that's Tesla. That's not huh? what you oh, do. You ain't got oh, Tesla. Oh, oh, oh. Always on. After you... Let me cut you off and be loud for a second. I know. Hey, it's sort of like our show. You proceed moving <laughs> forward. After you check your answers on your paper... The, but is, I feel is, is, like... Is that Scottie Pippen's son in the middle? I can't quite no, tell. No, that's... Uh, who the fuck is that? Because otherwise... That's another uh, loud ESPN guy. Yeah. Right now... Yeah. They also love doing that now, too. They just assume that retired NFL players are like the shit broadcasters. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah. These are dumb people. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> they they, uh, they achieve things in the world through their body, not really through their mind. Says something. No. Fix the thing. And like, I think they feel like just being like having a guy being on there. Like, well, when I played, 
this is how it was is like analysis, but that's not. That's yeah, just I your know. personal experience <laughs> with the NFL. That's funny. Good point, Keith. Well right. done. G and Sal, let me tell you what we did right do. now, Keith. Coming in hot. We didn't check our central nervous system at 7 a.m., then stop in the middle of practice and check it again at 11, then stop and check it again at 3 p.m. We checked it to start the day, and we used it as a guide to move forward. Oh, see, at least he's talking softly. I like Sam Acho better than all of them, but Marcellus Wiley is just yeah, the worst. He's just loud. Just to see oh, look what's Because he has no... He's bad, so he compensates by like, well, I'm just going to scream about shit. Yeah, so yeah. Are you go to the gas station, fill it up. Mm-hmm. And then you drive off. Now, how do you fill it up? What does filling up gas have to do with sports, you fucking idiot? What are they talking about here? Was it Dak Prescott's shoulder? Because uh-huh. they're basically trying to put the opinion forth that because he he's so worried about his ankle he's overcompensating with his arm that like he's not he's not scrambling as much Jesus and now Christ. since he's overcompensating with his arm now he threw his shoulder out oh, should we worry about this is this going to be a lingering problem all year are they lying about how hurt his shoulder is is that gay <laughs> Well, he probably is, but th- there's been one. There has been one preseason football game, one, and it's not even a preseason game. It's you know, the Hall of Fame game. It's the Hall of Fame. They still game. have four preseason games. Yeah, yeah. That. It is. So who do the, the Bears play the Dolphins play. in preseason? Oh, that's correct? Greg Jennings. Oh, yeah, that guy on the right. Yeah, yeah. He used to play for the Vikings too for a couple years. Greg Jennings is actually good. Yeah. So basically, what you're saying is he's like. So basically, what you just fucking screamed at me about. Just let's let's take this season if we shall. We should expect Dak Prescott to continue being. Also, I'd hang up on him for talking on his ear pods. That's ridiculous. <laughs> We've been doing these over the phone Zoom interviews for a year and a half now. Yeah. Buy a fucking lav mic <laughs> and plug it into your phone, you fucking dummy. <laughs> oh, I expected this oh. macho, Greg, but not oh. you. You're a dad. You're a father. <laughs> You're a gay wad with a son. This is, you know, they got the snot bubbles and everything. L- 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 Go grab. Uh, let's just watch. I want to watch 20 seconds. Right. Now, speaking. when all of a sudden they good and they running around and once again breaking stuff, you still grab that thermometer. And you be like, let me make sure you all good because you're checking in on them. It's better safe than sorry. But I guess in G household, once you ain't snotting, you better be your health. Wow. Wow. What, what gripping sports analysis wow. that just was. Wow. It's talking about sticking a thermometer up Dak Prescott's anus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was. It's just awful. Whatever. It's just filler. I mean, this is all just. Oh it's just odds dribble. Well, I, that's what I was saying. Sports isn't the same as regular news. There's new news every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sports shouldn't have daily shows. Yeah, yeah. Like, there really shouldn't be ESPN anymore. Isn't that amazing? It's incredible how ESPN is just... I mean, I think it's market share. Literally, hasn't it gone down from households literally by like 75%? I wonder when the high... I bet you the the, the pinnacle year of ESPN was like... Well, that was Fox Sports, so oh, we should oh, be clear. Oh, oh, but oh. it's the same shit. Yeah, It's yeah. the same shit. I'd say it probably had to be... 06 or 08 maybe was ESPN's pinnacle year of like viewership. And even to me was like the late 90s, early 2000s when I would watch it in the morning. 
Yeah. I think when it was only Sports Center, it was and and it wasn't it was they would film one Sports Center at six in the morning and then they would replay it yeah. all yeah, like day. four or five times during the day. Exactly. I remember. And that. then yeah. that was it. And then they'd have the sports reporters with the old guys in their fucking little card fucking reporter hats. Yeah, absolutely. You remember Bert, that sports reporter show? Bert, Bert Sugar. Yeah. He was a boxing guy. Absolutely. Just talking about how these people the are. The time pussies. I saw when I saw Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali, the atmosphere was electric. It was electric. I've never seen anything like it. I, I thought Butcher, Butcher All was the colored people were in their own section. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was 1971. Those things had changed by then. Ah, they probably had sections back then. Uh, no, no, uh, 61, not yeah. 71. 71, it was like, you know, guys wearing... 71, like, the world was no longer racist. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, I know. Th- th- that thing had changed. I, I think by, by the times, by the late... by Especially New York City. New York City certainly is probably the most... Yeah. My, my, my friend Dwayne Kennedy says that... Uh, New York City is the, is when he is in New York City, he feels the most kind of free and open. He feels like every other city he goes to, every other place he goes to, the whole black yeah, thing is a thing he has to maneuver, you know. <laughs> but New York City is more accepting. This is the Paul Feinbaum well, show. The, the people that deserve the, uh, I don't know what you, what ticket takers make at the Superdome or or Tiger Stadium, but whatever it is, it won't be enough to deal with some of the uh, unruly uh, patrons. Uh, we'll take a break. We're we'll take a break. COVID's not real. <laughs> I think Feinbaum is actually pretty good. Yeah, I know. I like Feinbaum. I just He's wish, decent. I think it'd be funny if these sports guys just threw loose conspiracies in their sign-offs. <laughs> just like if Colin, you know, QAnon, if Colin Cowherd just all of a sudden went on, welcome to FS1, Colin Cowherd here on the herd. My daughter's dating black guys, <laughs> and I'm not a fan of it. Joy Taylor, what do you think? Yeah. I call him my little chocolates. I call him, she could bring her little my chocolates little, home. Yeah. She could bring her little chocolates home. Danistra, who was a terrible quarterback. He was maybe one of the worst quarterbacks ever. Right yeah, I remember him being now, bad the for the Lions. For him, where he's placed right now, Zach Ertz is about on the 34-yard line, okay? So when he puts his foot in the ground and the ball is coming God, it's from like the they're... right, this is what I mean by ball. Play. Dan, you went 0-16. <laughs> you threw the ball out of the bounds in the end zone. Well, I remember one time against the Vikings, he ran. He, he didn't know where he was in the back of the end zone, and he yeah. ran out of it, and there was a safety. And then he threw a pass after. Uh, well, he yeah, went to I throw. Think. He tried to throw it away yeah yeah exactly. he's a big guy he's a big christ guy uh, well, big they, christ they guy. are again oh, right hence the reason the why i think there's going to be kneeling during the national no. anthem but because of the vaccination they're going to be like no but here's the my thing body, Crow, my body is not temple. every this is i feel like it's such not every religious person is an anti-vaxxer i think there's a lot of religious people in the nfl that got vaccinated oh. i think orlowski got vaccinated well ryan Tannehill did because he looked up for his teammates kirk cousins hasn't so that tells me he's a selfish prick. Oh, yeah. That tells me. But no, but, don't, but they the, won't kneal. It's the day That's of the Lord. That's fucking lame. They it's won't the day do of it. the Lord. No, but they, but they would have been doing it already. Well, <laughs> well, Tim Tebow did it, you know, and so yeah, but that's one guy. Tim Tebow's back in the league now. There's a reason behind that. He won't make the team. I, I, I bet you they're going to be kneeling during the no. national anthem. I, that, 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 that is my prediction. I they don't even show the national anthem anymore. Yeah, yeah, I've got... I've got. Uh, well, isn't there going to be like some black national anthem, like June June sixteenth, Juneteenth, Juneteenth? Probably. Is there going to be a thing like early in the maybe early? Or in the I season? think they wanted them to play both. They want to play like the theme song to the movie Roots before the game. <laughs> <laughs> Was there a theme song? 
look it up and, and yes there was absolutely there was a theme you heard that music and you were in for an entertaining two hours that roots was a social phenomenon oh my god a orlovsky social phenomenon orlovsky does love carson wentz bailey was saying in the chat this ball on a line i mean that ball is on a line and now he's trying to make a perfect throw we're gonna dictate jalen hurts his entire career based off this one play we're gonna decide whether he's good or bad based on this one errant football it, 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 the, the need for content Jalen Hurts versus man I'm so yeah 30 it's I'm just like so glad they're trying to create stats or something that don't really exist or give much information as I said before football stats some of them are, are, are yards per attempt is a good thing you look at Super Bowl winning teams wow, their quarterbacks almost always are in the top three for yards per attempt you know but but yeah. a lot of them are just they're not they're not good indicators and no. I don't like how they don't kill they won't update their narratives like even with justin fields yeah when he fell in the draft it was all about like well his arm action's all weird we've heard he's got uh bad uh work ethic issues he's the last one in and the last one out and the first one out yeah all of that stuff got debunked along the way yeah but they can't go and be like well we were wrong about him so we're going to talk about him in a more positive way yeah it's always like well this might be an issue and he's still got some of these mechanical flaws if you look at this one play he did in college he overthrows this one player this one time and we think this is going to be like he had one bad play in the national title game against an alabama defense he overthrew a receiver on a wide open play big fucking deal no i know i know it's also you want to know who has bad mechanics too arguably patrick mahomes actually does not have very good mechanics he's also got a phenomenal arm a phenomenal arm his mechanics though probably aren't that i i think you know some of it can be a bit overrated i think at times i mean i think you want to have like anyway like this guy marcia this marcellus wiley Oklahoma, if he his whole thing is just fucking justin fields needs to play week one I'm looking at her. She's kind of she's awful too. I'm sure, she's terrible. She's but. one of the main people that is just this whole hour is just her asking the same question over and over again. I got she's you. been asking the same question she looks every a bit like day. Be- a Bess Armstrong. She talks like this too. <laughs> second MRI. We're gonna explain Get a second all MRI that. there. Coaster ride. It puts Swagoo through. See, then they all got dumb nicknames. We're gonna talk to the big Swagoo oh, next. God. Who the fuck is that? God, so bad. Can you imagine well, whatever they get they get a decent paycheck I'm i just sure, don't so. like their little they have to be so fucking over the top yeah yeah Dak prescott and the mri machine well i mean this is our country it's all just yelling over each other that this is just a symptom of it you know so you know sort of like the show right now no <laughs> but no i uh yeah so kirk cousins uh you know we were going to talk about it's it hilarious because he's but... sitting in a phone booth he has to sit literally in a phone booth on the sidelines it's just it, it, it is, and you know, he says he will do anything for the team except get the fucking shot. Get the shot, man. I, I think I told you, Keith, I pride myself, and I think you're aware of this. I pride myself on never getting into an online argument. I pride myself on that. I think it's ridiculous. I don't like it. But I did a post on a, I'm part of a Viking fan page, a couple of them. And I posted when I found out that Cousins hadn't gotten the shot. I said, just get the shot. How many times does that have to be said? It's not just about you. And then I said, I bet you I get a response to this. And sure enough, within about six hours, some moronic Viking fan from upstate New York was like, Adam Crocious, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And then they had the emoji of like the crying, laughing guy. You know, it's your body, your choice. He can do whatever okay, he wants. Okay, then are you for abortion? Well, exactly. And I... 
and normally I would not take the, I never take the bait, but I was like, I'm sorry. I have got to respond to this. I, I, so I just said, you know, you realize we're in the middle of a pandemic right now that's killed millions of people across the planet and hundreds of thousands of people in America. You realize there is a way out of this and, and, and it's called getting the vaccine. A little bit you know what? It's not sad enough. Well, if you listen to it, Lauren Green. Yeah, this is all like they, they would they would have a preview through these. That's John Amos. Oh hell they're, yeah, that's John. They're Amos. Fi- fixing to jump. The I love broom. how it's all chalk. They're fixing to jump the, the broom. broom. Exactly. <laughs> They are. There's Ben Vereen and there's Chuck Connors. Oh, this is a good episode, man. I oh, I remember. Dude, this, what do they have different pictures for the episode? Yeah, exactly. This is like, although they kind of show the entire scene with this. This show, I'm telling you, dude. If you look up on Wikipedia, hundreds, a hundred million people watched it. It was literally well a fucking. Phenomenon. How much of that do you think was white guilt watch? No, no. I remember this. Literally, it had a it had a lasting. Honest to God, roots affected the trajectory of my life. That's the truth. Seven years old. I was like, wow, there are slaves. There's, <laughs> there were slaves in the world. Like I just, It just blew me away. I loved it. I loved roots. And then they were like, wait till you find out about college football. Like It was so satisfying when they finally get their freedom. On Juneteenth, it's just like we's free. We, oh, you, you'd love it. it. It'd probably be really dated to your sensibility. There's a lot of like, oh no, we're gonna do this. I mean, it's a lot of that. You know, it's a, it's a lot of that talk. Man, Wait, a, lot of, it's, a lot of Reba on Hallmark right now. Reba, I like my. I loved some Reba. Reba, I Reba think, was a great show. Yeah, Reba. When, when was this show made? When Reba was uh, or in the mid 2000s. It yeah. was on for like six years. Yeah, in Reba the mid 2000s. Yeah, Reba. <laughs> I got to watch my story. I want to see Reba. Is Reba from Tennessee? She's got a Tennessee thing to yeah, her voice. Yeah. Ooh, we got Joe Dirt on. I saw this in the theater. Separated when I was when I was eight. I, I got lost. Trying to tell me you've been on your own since eight years old. I hate when they do scenes in the radio and they don't give you the radio audio. Oh yeah, like they're talking on mics, <laughs> yeah. but they're just giving you, you like they're just talking. Like, give me. The yeah, radio audio. Like we have them. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Be chiming in too. <laughs> That's funny because my mom used to say that to me if she caught me doing stuff like. Like you can hear the echo. I don't want to hear the echo in your studio. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, "Is this where you want to be when Jesus comes back?" She sounds like a real winner, and it's amazing to me that you sounds like out. a real winner. Go, go, He's, George Bush. Dennis Miller. You is know what though? Such a smug prick. But this is the one thing, and again, like I was saying earlier, people turning conservative is really the death knell. Because Dennis Miller is still funny. He's yeah. just funny against Democrats. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if yeah, you yeah. watch him on Fox News, you'll laugh. Yeah, yeah. And that's why people hate it, because they know, like, well, he's still really funny. Oh, yeah. No, he yeah, just yeah, doesn't yeah. agree with me anymore. And I despise that. I don't really think of him as, well, yeah, he's, he's, he's I guess, deemed conservative by whatever the standard. Oh, dude, he's uh, totally pro. He's like right wing now. Yeah. Totally pro Trump. Yeah. You know. Trump is the reason why that I just find him very smug. That's all. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, uh, he and Bill Maher, they're they're comparably smug. Bill Maher. Mom, where are you? I've been left alone with a Greg Canyon. By the way, I can tell you this much. I can tell you this much. No kid had hair like that. Oh, no. This is my age group. No kid had hair like that ever. I can tell you What was the largest mullet you saw as a kid? 
Well, it was more of a teenage thing. There wasn't mullets like when I was eight, nine, ten years old. It was more the hair part of them in the middle. As an eight, nine, ten year old, it was just a lot of hair. Uh, mullets were more like mid late eighties, as, as I had when I had bushy hair. I, I don't look good in really long hair. I just don't look. It, it, my hair is actually too thick. That's part of the reason why I don't look good. Is this roots? No, no I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> this, is not, this is not roots. Uh, Although maybe it could be. Who knows? You know? the, I think this is the uh, Rob Zombie Halloween. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I never saw this. Is this actually okay? Oh, it's great. It's great. I hated that they redid them. Let me introduce myself. Is this Mike Myers? Yeah. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. He's got the one. What is he in corn? No, he puts on the white mask eventually. He just got out. Like, is is he playing bass for Slipknot? Well, no, that's actually logical. That's what Rob Zombie said. He was like, if you were a wandering serial killer, yeah, you wouldn't shave. Yeah, like he was yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah. it's ridiculous that Michael Myers, every movie has the same length hair. <laughs> he was like, you'd have a really long beard and really long hair. Oh, he probably got him. He caught like, him. You'd be a. Di- oh, you'd- he got one right in the gut, man. Oh, got him again. Like that was one thing he said, like, that is how Michael Myers would look. Yeah, he would be a hairy, <sighs> dirty, giant caveman. I can't tell you how many times I've laid in bed at night. Keith wondering to myself, why didn't they make it consistent? Why didn't they have good story with, you know what, though? <laughs> I can see how that you, you would. That's something that's easy to look past yeah but it is kind of insulting to your intelligence when you do think about it when you're just like wait they were supposed to i'm supposed to think that he's like what showering and shaving and (laughs) doing other things like this guy's been wandering the world for decades and he has no doesn't even doesn't even have a five o'clock shadow he wasn't wandering the world for decades. When he first got out of, out of uh, the state prison in the first movie, he steals a car and goes back to. Yeah, Haddonfield. where did he learn how to drive? Well, because well, he remembered. Because he was he was got put in I when know, he was I, seven. I know. I God, calm down. No, but I, I know with <laughs> Halloween two, as we've talked about on the show, uh, I saw Halloween two in the theater with a friend of mine, Mike Dodd, and the scene where, where Jamie Lee Curtis gets into the elevator and like Myers is slowly walking to the elevator and the door is not closing. I was literally screaming in the theater, "Get close the door!" How old were you? Twelve. Oh, okay, that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I read the novelization and wrote a book report on Halloween 2. Michael Myers <laughs> is one of the few people that actually scared me. Oh, as far as like a bad guy in a... In a well, yeah, when you think of good, like the slasher horror genre, what is your favorite horror movie of all time? Or in the top three, what are your, kind of your three that we, you think this is a good horror movie? It could be a very modern one. could be something from... I really like House of a Thousand Corpses, the r- first Rob Zombie movie. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you like... Um, yeah. I like the... F- Here's and again, this is in line with my Jaws four. I like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with fucking uh, with the, the old one or the, the third old, one, the oh, Next Generation with fucking uh, McConaughey with Matthew McConaughey uh, and uh, Renee Zellweger. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. They asked that movie to be released a year later because they filmed that movie and then they both got like career breaks. I was going to say they were so both then they nothing. were like, can you kind of put like we don't want this to fuck with our careers right now really oh, oh so they requested it doesn't get it released. didn't come out until like two three years after they actually filmed it wow wow because by when it came out people were like how the fuck did they get the matthew mcconaughey, matthew McConaughey and, and Ray zellweger exactly. and then so, you read so, about it and you're like no this was actually in production hell for like three years so this was like 
pre Jerry Maguire and like pre Dazed and Confused yeah. or something or or, or I, I, what's McConaughey? Well, I remember he was in Dazed and Confused, but what's his first break? Was it that? Let's see. Was it that attorney movie that he's in? Like a view? Was it called like a, a, v- a time, time to, to kill? kill. Was a view to a kill. Making a view to a kill is a is a, Bond, a Bond movie, movie, right? It's the last Roger Moore. It's unwatchably bad. On it's almost as bad as Moonraker. It's pretty bad. Moonraker, <laughs> Moonraker, and the moon and the raker, and there's something called Star Wars. So we're gonna make a movie in space. It's so bad. What am I looking up? Uh, looking up the uh, the uh, McConaughey's oh, career. Yeah. What was the first breakthrough for McConaughey? Uh, it's got to be a Time to Kill, I'd say. So '96, I th- I lived out here. Oh, Maddie McConaughey. Yep. He was a star. From Uvalde, Texas. He still is. He's a star. Born in 1969, brother. Yeah, the same year as me. He's my age. Oh, yeah. Are you 51 yet? He's I'm, November. November 4. I'm 52. 4. No, I'm actually older than him. Okay. I'm older than go. McConaughey. That puts it into perspective. See, this is when you know you've done well when your filmography is in whole page. Yeah. Like it's a separate Wikipedia page. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So his film debut was 1992 at Chicano Chariots. Okay. Uh, but his actual credited part, guy number two, My Boyfriend's Back, 1993. And then the next one. And then ha- Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. And then what's after Dazed and Confused? Angels in the Outfield. Oh, okay. That might have been more of a... Then Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Okay. Then, okay. Then, uh, yeah. Glory Days. Okay, and then Scorpion time. Spring, Lone Star. Time to Kill was ninety six. Lone Star was actually a John Sayles movie. I think it was John. Yeah, Sales a neo western mystery film written, edited, and directed by John Sayles. That's when you try and make it seem like this is my magnum opus. I wrote, directed, choreographed, peed on this whole script. Well, he was. Uh, uh, he he does that all. I think he did it for Eight Men Out. That's that's his thing. He got a MacArthur Genius Grant. Is that movie good? Amen out? I've never seen it. Oh, I think you'd like it. I just know I have a I have not problems, but I just I'm not confident that I will like movies that like they've had documentaries about the topic that that do it better. Yeah, like I'm just I mean, worried that I'm going to watch it. And I'm going to be like, oh, I know all this already. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you'll like it. I mean, I think it's a. I mean, it's also very much a Chicago movie. Stud Sturkle plays in. Stud Sturkle and Sales are both in it. They're reporters, and there's some pretty good acting in it. I mean, it's a lot of actors of that. Charlie Sheen is yeah. in it. DB Sweeney is in it. Uh, um, what's his face? Uh, uh, John Cusack is in it of course and I think they do a pretty good job of kind of un- how the story unfolds and stuff who plays Buck Weaver and stuff and you know, a lot of actors of that era I think you'd like it because it's very much a Chicago yeah. movie I the even have been sequences are a little bit it doesn't look dynamic enough for me it's oh yeah like kind of tossed the balls that kind of tossed in there, like here's you know? a, here's another hot take yeah I don't find the movie the natural entertaining in any way shape or form uh the net na- yeah it's it's a bit slow I think it's paced. a very boring movie. same thing with the movie Cobb um, like how Cobb isn't like those movies are awful. Uh, the natural uh, is not awful, uh, uh, but it's boring. Well, your short attention span of your generation. I don't care the possibly. length of it. I just don't think there's enough. Ba- like, I don't care. The, like the fact that it ends in a non baseball game. Baseball game is so anticlimactic. It's Rocky five. I don't care about them fighting in an alley in the back. Do, do, wow. He struck out a guy and not a baseball game. What well, do, do you know that? Uh, well, no, it ends with him and his kid like playing ball. Yeah, he hits a home run to win the game. The book itself, the actual book, he strikes out and it's really an indictment of kind of like the athlete culture and stuff and the hero worship. And he's actually a total alcoholic. 
He's a complete drunk, and he strikes yeah. out to lose the game in the World Series. So they totally t- – and then the ho- it's a little hokey where the ball is still going in the air when he – it's like, yeah. come and on. And I needed movies that, like, there wasn't enough baseball in it when I was a kid. Well, like, you know what also movie I didn't like? That movie where the, where the dude goes to play in Japan – Ooh, Tom Scarrett Tom in Selleck? Japan or Tom, Tom Selleck? Selleck in Japan. Oh, yeah, that movie bad. stinks. Yeah, I'm sure it's bad. Major League was the first movie where I'm like, this is a good baseball movie. Yeah, because they're playing funny. baseball the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't like that. Uh, I really love uh, our League of Our Own because they're playing baseball the whole time and it looks like Major League Baseball. I, I like a League of Our Own. I think it's decent. It's a good but baseball any movie, movie where it's like just like I don't care about if don't show me Ty Cobb in his regular clothes. I don't care. Yeah. Well, they were trying to show what an absolute prick he was. Oh, that reminds me of the Ty Cobb movie. Robert Wool is the is a reporter oh, yeah. in that. Well, I've been watching this week. I have been watching the original Batman with the he movie. He was in that. He, I didn't realize he's got a shitload of screen time with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got probably, He was a big star in the early 90s. It was like, holy... Like, he was actually a, a main... I think like, they thought he was going to be the guy. Like, this is going to be a, the for the comic... Because he was a comedian. He was a yeah, stand-up. exactly. And I think they were like, this is our next comedian that's going to be a dramatic actor. Yeah, I remember watching that movie. I cannot... And I've said it before on the show here. When that movie came out, that... I mean, you got to understand, the superhero movie, there was Superman from 10 years earlier... The superhero movie was not done. They hyped that movie. They did a very good job with the advertising when they had the bat symbol, and that was it. They didn't yeah. have a date. It was, and it was people were like, what's that? Yeah, it they had really d- created this buzz. It, it was really the, created this buzz. Uh, do you remember? Well, when did Superman come out? What year? 78. Do you remember the build-up campaign the to that? I, no, I don't remember the build-up. I remember liking it. I was going to say, I think Batman 89 was the first, like marketing campaign oh i couldn't or like agree they more. showed you toys at mcdonald's like this is all the stuff associated with the movie and the movie hasn't even come out yet oh yeah i mean they they built that thing up and when it got released i was living in dc that summer and i was 20 years old working at common cause a public interest group dedicated to getting the money out of politics didn't work it didn't succeed so yeah it, it, you know pack money honorarium money and i went and i saw that movie i gotta be honest with you when i saw it in the theater I wasn't that into it, but well, I... Did w- you still have Beetlejuice in your head with Keaton? I'm going to be dead honest. with That was a big thing. It came out the same year, didn't the, it? The, uh, a couple years... Uh, one year later. Came, Beetlejuice, I think, was 88. That was a real... When Keaton was... When he was going to be back... They were like, like, this is a comedic actor. Like, the, he's it, not... He's funny. It, it was very, like... That was jarring to people's sensibilities. It was his first serious role, basically, wasn't it? Yeah, kind of. Pretty much. But if I, I watched it, I was like, his acting's completely good, and he's got just enough humor in it with Bruce Wayne to actually... I watched it, I was like, it's... It, it, it's it feels dated by the modern day palette, you know, like the action sequences. But that movie was huge. It was absolutely huge, bigger than Three's Company. I can tell you that much. <laughs> my mom hates Joyce Dewitt. Apparently, that's something my dad always said. But he was he attracted to Joyce Dewitt? No, he more like Suzanne Summers. But he would always be like, for some reason, your mom hated Joyce Dewitt. He framed it like it's because he liked Joyce Dewitt. <laughs> And like she was jealous, when but like, they, dude, she's not. She's not worried. When, when did they split up? Nineteen ninety. Wow, wow. He was building the white, new White Sox park when they got the when the divorce was happening. Oof. He was working on Comiskey Park. Oof, man. Yep, yep. Hey, how are you guys? I barely. I don't remember them together. Yeah, yeah. I have no conscious memory of my parents being together. I was eight when my parents split up, and I have a few memories in there. I do have some memories. I not think, a lot. I think I'm lucky that I don't remember it. Yeah, because I honestly think when people see their parents' marriage fall apart, 
it fucks with you psychologically because you know of a better time. Yeah, it's I only know a broken family. Yeah. I yeah. don't remember my parents ever getting along. So them not getting along isn't jarring to me because I just don't I know of nothing else. Yeah, for me, it's funny you mention that because I have you wonder about that. I'm not married, don't have a girlfriend. Kevin right Kellum's now. here, baby. Hey, Kevin KK, the KK Club. Uh when I was uh I have memories of kind of, I knew something was wrong. I just couldn't put it together in my mind. My brother told me, he's like, you know, mom and dad are going to get divorced. And I was kind of like, I remember that it didn't like, I wasn't like devastated or hurt by it. Really. I was just like, oh, that's kind of strange. That was kind of my reaction. Oh, that's kind of strange. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Like, uh, what's that? Almost. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't quite. But I knew when I, when I look back at it and I have very faint memories. Like The first time I went to Disney World was 1976. My parents were still together. They split up in 77, you know. And I remember my mom flew back from Orlando to Washington, D.C. What did the Vikings do the year your parents split up? Well, they were in the Super Bowl that year. That's what happened. So that was a good thing for well, you. Well, in 77, the year I achieved sports consciousness, it's directly related to their divorce because it was a level my father and I could connect on when I was eight years old. I guarantee it. My father used to come over to pick me up for his weekend every once in a while, and I would write out football predictions, and I'd, you know, I'd circle the team. I thought it went, oh, it's Green Bay versus Detroit. Oh, it was Detroit's like your little win. thing, yeah. Yeah, and I'd give it to him. You know, when I was like eight or nine years old. Oh, thanks, Adam. You know, it's like, but I would also write down jokes like green gay. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know what That's gay hilarious. Man. Tampa gay, green gay. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that was a, 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 a I, early favorite of Croce's. That was, I, that was the essence of humor for my eight-year-old mind. It didn't get any funnier than that. But I remember like uh, having some faint memories of when my mom flew back from, she didn't drive. We drove from D.C. to Orlando for the first time I went to oh, Disney shit. World. And then she flew back. She flew back to D.C. And I remember that being kind of like, well, that's a little odd. Why would my mom fly back? And I think she was just pissed off at my father over right. something and just flew back. And it was just my brother and I, my dad driving back from Florida and, and, and it not really being discussed. That was the beginning of the long history of no discussion with my father on the stuff like that. But it, but it was just I remember that being kind of like, oh, that's kind of odd. Like I couldn't really put it together. So for me, it actually felt kind of normal. Like, oh, I went to my father's every other weekend. It wasn't like I didn't have a big thing where I blamed my for it you know i wasn't like from my years of therapy that would be brought up and i was like i just don't yeah i don't have that impulse like oh it's my fault that's no and i'm pretty narcissistic i think i think me and you and i'm not trying to blow smoke up our ass yeah it's probably because we were not it's like genius but i think that's a sign of an intelligent person to know that like well this is a this is out of my control yeah 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 like anytime i was a kid and i knew someone that was just like oh i I hope it's not my fault. I was just like, who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. <laughs> Your parents didn't even want to have you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't. So for me, it was just normal to have it every other weekend. And I mean, there was some tension when my mom started dating who became my stepfather. It started getting was he, a he was odd. a positive influence in your life or no? Boy. It was a complex influence. In some ways, yes. From a schooling point of view, he was Jewish. And one thing I gave him credit, I gave a lot of Jewish people credit. He would work with me on school. And school was emphasized. You know, you write your papers. And I wasn't a great student for a while. I think I had a tremendous amount of anxiety that was really unresolved and, and, and really got in the way of me focusing well in school. I got better as time went on, but it was effort. I had to really fight through my anxiety and my sort of dislike of school before I became a better student. He helped with that, so I give him credit, you know. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I might, you know, 
my mom and her reaction, it just, it was complex. You know, it was like there's zero to seven for me and my parents being together. There's eight to 13 or zero to eight. And then eight to 13, my brother, my mom, and I living together. Then there's 13 to 18 where I, we moved to Wisconsin. So there's three distinct periods of my zero to eight, my childhood, yeah. teenage years. And they're, they're almost all equal amounts of time. So there are three independent segments of my, which... It would have been nice if we have just one home you lived in and a little, little bit of stability and not changing schools a lot, maybe, that there could have been some benefits in that. But it was what it was. I can tell you this much. When I turned 18, Keith, I knew I was never coming back. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm on my own. I'm going to school and I'm going to work in the summers. And no one know. believed me. It. I was like when I was younger, I was like, it doesn't I don't care how long it takes. Like, I'm going to live in Chicago. Yeah, I'm not. I will not live in the in Sauk Village or live or in yeah. the suburb. Like, yeah, I was just like, why? I was so upset that like, how could you have me so close to a city and, and not and living not it. like it's cruel? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should be going in every weekend yeah. or something like that or every other week. When you go to when you go to a Cubs game, was it like, whoa, this is a big deal? Oh, my deal. God, yeah. And like then I remember blowing. every yeah. time there was some sort of hassle about like, oh, there's traffic and we're lost. I don't know how to get home. I would always be like, well, if we lived in the city, we would be home. <laughs> we wouldn't have to worry about this. Yeah. So you, your, your parents, were they the first generation that lived in the suburbs? Um, no, my grandparents were. My grandparents moved to Sauk Village when it was being built. Wow. Like they were one of the first homes. Wow. In the whole town. Wow. It was basically like Blackie's Blackie's moving into the neighborhood. Yeah. I am yep. my origins yeah. are white flight. Chicago had a huge white flight. Big white flight, man. Because my grandpa's from the south side of Chicago. Yep. They went from the south side of Chicago, Bridgeport, right? 35th and Shields, right oh, by the oh, fucking thing. Absolutely. And, and they, he was a Cubs fan. Yeah. And they wow. moved to Bismarck, North Dakota. Oh, my God. And they lived God. in a trailer park in Bismarck. Oh, God. Was it called Tornado Acres? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're and asking then, for it up there. And then when my uncle was born, my my uncle Ed, he's the oldest in the family. Yeah. They moved to Sauk Village. That's your father's older brother? Yeah. And I guarantee you, it was like, well, we're not moving downtown. Oh, yeah. We're not, we're not moving back, back downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandpa would always say, I wouldn't drive through my neighborhood in a tank. <laughs> Bridgeport's just fine. Well, and there was, yeah. it was never violent. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yo, I mean, there was the Robert Taylor homes near there, but like, that's not Bridgeport, yeah, is it? it no, 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 it is distinctly not Bridgeport. And the <clears throat> message is... Because that, that, it's, it's near, like it's across the highway. It's across, but, the, across a eight-lane highway called the Dan Ryan, which was built... That People say, Old Man Daly basically built it to separate uh, Bridgeport from... Whenever from I would there. tell people, because there's a comedian in Chicago named Matty Ryan. Yeah. And I would be like, you know Matty's like rich right <laughs> and they'd be like what are you talking about and i'd be like his grandfather is what? the highway is dan ryan is dan fucking ryan is that actually the truth yeah oh yeah yeah they're well, loaded well i mean i mean he lives in i mean obviously he lives in uh in uh beverly which is like if you had money on the south side of chicago you ended up in beverly you know beverly is like that area and hyde park that's why the south side of chicago has a little bit more going on than the west side the west side is like desolate nothing yeah around. i mean empty factories yeah i mean whereas when you got like brock's factories and shit brock's candies were huge in chicago brock's they're, they're rocks gone. 
Uh, but yeah, but the South Side still is the University of Chicago. You still got Torrance, you know, the Torrance of Ford Torrance. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ford employs forty one hundred people down there. They renamed a town, so I grew up near East Heights. Okay, there was Chicago Heights, South Chicago Heights, and there was East Heights. Is that Ford Heights now? East Heights became Ford Heights when they built the Ford plant. Wow. Well, the Ford plant was there for a million years. It's it's, it's the oldest. They renamed it Ford because my my fa- uncle still call it East Heights. Wow. Yeah, my because uh, uh, that Ford plant is the oldest, longest running, f- functioning Ford plant in the country. When I was a kid, nineteen twenty four. Yeah, Ford Heights, Illinois, was the poorest town in the United States of America oh statistically. Even worse than like Harvey. Yep. You never went to Harvey, I assume. <laughs> no, my uh, actually my best friend's dad growing up worked at a body shop in Harvey. So wow. we would go to like hang out at a shop. But Harvey has never been a thriving community in yeah. my whole life. I had to do a little bit of work there when I was running my own consulting company. Harvey was a corrupt town. The guy who ran the mayor owned two strip clubs. OK, yeah. this is the caliber. You person. go past it. Now there's buildings that are dilapidated. Like oh, the it, structures are falling apart, literally falling through and like Detroit or something. You know, it's incredible. It's wild. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, so so yeah, uh, we're kind of bouncing around here. (laughs) So yeah, struggle bucks. Now they're struggling. When do the? Yeah, exactly. They are not going to be struggling. Just to let you know. Do you know what what they say? Right. Well, the same with Bruce Arians, and he's been a little down on this Bucks team. So here's going to be their new narrative for the rest of the week. Is Tom Brady regressing? Is there an issue with Bruce Arians' offense in Tampa Bay? What do you think, Marcellus? Do you know how much the value of their franchise has, has increased? Oh, dude. Since probably, he came with Probably like a billion dollars. $725 million. That is a huge increase. The family a- that owns a- them owns Manchester United. Yeah, I believe. The NFL, every franchise is worth at least $2 billion or more. Even like the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, who are kind of like, uh, why did the NFL go there? David you know? Phillips was saying something. He's a friend of ours, a comedian in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, he was saying something interesting. He was like a sports owning a sports team is such a long con at this point. Meaning, meaning like you're only doing it so you can get other avenues of revenue. Oh, it, like it, you own the sports team yeah. so you could get the value of the sports team on your net worth. Yeah. And just like the Cubs are doing. Oh, we own this sports team. Let's buy up the area around the team and make money off that. Yeah. Let's build our own sports book now. Like yeah. it's just it's one step to a greater stream of revenue. Of like they're, back in the day, you own a sports team. That seemed like the pinnacle of like. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Oh, that was fuck, it. You fuck. Yeah. You own the Mets, dude. Yeah. Now it's yeah. like, well, how can I what can this turn into? Well, it's not true competition. Now it's I not. want to be the commissioner of baseball. I mean, it is socialism for rich people. Is the NFL? That's what it is. You know, it's not true competition. I mean, they spread around that that television contract, and and when you get into the team and they approve you, man, you don't have. Yeah, it, I think it they is. kind of make it to where if you have a good front office, every team kind of has a window every five years. Yeah. Like every five years, any team can win the Super Bowl. Except for the Minnesota Vikings, who will not win one before <laughs> I die. And, but would and you the second di- after I die, they will have the greatest dynasty yeah. in the history of NFL. But NFL. they have had windows. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like when those years where Adrian Peterson was on the team, they were Super Bowl contenders every year. Well, not every year. Oh, nine. They were when they had far. They never had a quarterback, which is part of the reason why I hate their front office so much that you cannot develop a basic play action passing game with the best running. One of the best running backs I've ever seen in my entire life. Keith, not just because he's a Viking. He's one of the thighs were like tree trunks. And he was just incredibly of just a vicious runner. Like you did not want to tackle Adrian Peterson. He's still playing. Is he on a team right now? Yeah, I think he's in Washington. Jeez. Well, maybe it was the Lions. He might still, he might be a free, he he turns 36 during the season, man. 
I think yeah. that whole thing when he beat his son with a switch and yeah. got in trouble, I think that kind of like took enough of the spotlight off of him to where he was like, all right, I can take a break. Like he took a year off football that probably helped his body a little well, bit. Well, yeah, yeah. I think that well, he got suspended. Yeah. He got suspended. Yeah. In 2000, I think it was, uh, was it 2012 or was it Zimmer's first year? Yeah. Four, I think it was 14. He got suspended, but then 14. for a year or two after that, nobody would touch him. Well, he, no, no, no. He was on the Vikings and he couldn't play for a year. And then he came back and had a decent year. He blew his knee in the second week, I think, of 2016 or 15. Uh, and then it was over. And then ran for 2,000 yards when he came back. Well, no, that was he? 2000. He blew his knee in 2011 when they were 3 and 13. I remember I was saying, don't play Peterson. Don't play him at the end of the season. You're a terrible football It was like team. the last game, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was against the Redskins. The last game got hit on the side and blew two tendons. And I was like, well, that's it. You know, and then he. I guess he's such a freakishly good athlete, Keith. He's one of these guys like Steve McNair, who mm-hmm. just was so naturally strong and gifted that he worked out, but it wasn't like the true commitment workout. I guess after he blew his knee, he completely dedicated himself and came back better. He, and, and that's when he won the MVP in 2012. Yeah. That was his high watermark. Oh, my God. I remember that go. game. I remember that game. That was in 1982. Really? Yeah, absolutely. He was a Little League World Series uh, MVP. I remember that game watching because because the U.S. hadn't won a Little League World Series. Taiwan had dominated for years, you know. Oh, here we go. Come on, knock on a door. Oh, my God. Listen to Drew Barrymore. We're going to have a dog day today. Yeah, we are. Oh, I see all your doggies in your own. Still doing Zoom. Oh, isn't it just time to clutch those pets? You know, happy almost Thanksgiving. I sound oh, like this has got to be a, 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 I'm, um, it's a rerun. Pills. Yeah, she's. <laughs> Everyone is. <laughs> I refuse to believe that our podcast is bad. I really do. Yeah. Like yeah. you watch shows like this and you're like, we're more entertaining than that. Yeah. We just wow. talked about the NFL. We've been doing a podcast for 57 minutes right now. Yeah. And I'm willing to bet it's better than this show. It, it's. Oh, I have to admit it. I got to be dead honest with you. I have kind of a thing for her. Well, she's, you know, she's cute. I, I find yeah. her appealing in a certain Well, because she's damaged, so you feel like, you know, she's been through shit, so she might find me great. Like, <laughs> I could be a relief for her. Yeah, I, her early life, dude. Oh, my God. I, it's amazing she's alive, you know. She taught. I remember she was on uh, uh, James Lipton, you know, the actor studio. Yeah. She talked about. Hi, James. (laughs) So, yes, the next person will have. uh, Yes, it was at that time, Drew, when you worked with a little known actress named Meryl Streep. He he loved dropping names. Loved dropping names. You know, she's a ditz because everything she she starts every sentence with. Um. I think she plays that up a little bit, but she talked about like when she was like a teenager and she had divorced her mom. Her mom is a lunatic. Oh, yeah. They're like Hollywood, like dynasty. Oh, but the Barrymore's were actors back in the 20s and 30s. Yeah, her grandpa was like a 20s director. Lionel Barrymore was a known actor. They were also raging alcoholics, like notorious alcoholics. So she, w- I remember her being on ET, of course, and being an ET, and she was super cute in that. But I was thirteen, she was seven, so it was weird. Uh, I mean, I, I wasn't really attracted to her. But the point is, I remember her becoming a teenager, and like she was like, I mean, she was fucked up. But when she got her stuff together, she had to start back at, at ground zero again. Like she said, she was basically cocktail waitressing and also working at a coffee shop, like giving coffee to people for I wonder, a while. For I a wonder while. if though, I think she had to earn or keep. The Amy Fisher movie helped her. Yeah. Part of me wonders if when you've grown up in Hollywood that long, like you're you're part of just this 
not normal system that I wonder if she liked having a day job. Yeah, where yeah. she was like, you know what? I kind of like waiting tables. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun just different for, her. for what they wanted it. Yeah, exactly. It's not the sort of struggle of like. Oh yeah, because you or me, we feel like oh fuck, we're trapped. Like we're yeah, we're doing this because we're not good at what we actually want to do. But I guess she didn't have a lot of money either. She they they yeah. blew through her cash. Her parents I, I think, need cocaine. Yeah, and she I think she was a. I think she went to rehab when she was like 13, 13 or 14. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, you are. So I give her credit. You know, what I give credit to her and Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster was a huge child star. Freaky Friday. She was in, a, you know, she was in the whatchamacallit, the, the taxi driver. You know, and she uh, I think the two of them, they've been able to pull it together and actually have successful careers because. That's that's the exception. That's not the rule. Yeah. Man. I mean, think about Corey Haim. When I was, I hated the Haim, I hated the Corys because I was like, you didn't like Lucas. Age. I didn't like any of those movies because I was like, they're they're popular and I'm not. <laughs> As like a third, I was probably fifteen. See, I, I love those that. movies. I I've never seen What Dreams May Come. I know what it's about. They like switch bodies or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, but they, but they were both huge, licensed to drive, huge. And boy, they, I mean, at least Feldman kind of has a, his shit together a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Haim, uh, he had problems and he fucking died. Oh, yeah. Man. He died. Fuck died. yeah, he died. I, had, I have to. Like get, a soldier. Get in and whisper when I make my point. <laughs> but he died. Like, I mean, he was like 40 or 39. You look at him, though. And you know what? He didn't he die was... of a drug overdose. He died because his body was so shut down from drugs. Like, yeah. he, he literally just got pneumonia and it was, he couldn't handle it. I think he weighed like close to 300 pounds when he died too like he was really overweight and he, he was living with his mom i think that's a Burbank. sober thing too a lot of the these pill addicts when they kick drugs yeah they just start eating fucking 7-eleven hot dogs yeah habitually yeah it, they replace it with something else yeah like, oh, i need something yeah i need nitrates yeah <laughs> but i was i mean again it's, we're not going getting on new ground here the childhood star so i give barry moore some credit and i also give jody foster credit for actually keeping their shit i mean jody foster here? for crying out loud john hinckley jr tried to murder the president to impress her like wouldn't that be a mind fuck for you if that actually happened in your life you know it's like she was a student at yale so maybe she was older and a little more mature but still i mean this guy like she found that out. he had been like reaching out to her when she was at yale and she was like well, this guy's stalking me and this is kind of before stalking had really become kind of a cultural before thing it was popular you know but it was really known i think she just was like this guy's fucked up and he went down to fucking dc and like tried to kill the president which i remember i was living in in the dc area at that oh time. yeah i remember when reagan got uh the assassination attempt i was in sixth grade he tried to impress her uh, yeah it, it, it was in the sixth grade we got we got out of school early that day we got out of school early and there were did you hate reagan at that time were you already and not a reagan fan because uh, your parents yeah my mom was very upset when Reagan got elected because he was the only candidate, Republican or Democrat, that didn't support the ERA passing. Bob Dole supported it. Old man Bush support all the Republicans except for Ronald Reagan. And my mom's issue was the ERA. So when he got elected, that was truly the death nail. A different president gets elected. It may actually pass. They can put political pressure on three more states to actually pass. Even if it's another Republican. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and Reagan was deemed ultra conservative when he i mean he was like very conservative it was like but at that time conservative was viewed at like uh, as like a grandpa like this guy is a sweet old no conservative no no, no it was like he was a warmonger who wanted to like take the soviet union on and like the cold war and like you know he, he russians dub- were his mexicans oh basically. He, yeah i mean they he called it the evil empire 
1983, I mean, the Cold War was on his first term, hardcore. They doubled the defense budget. I mean, they got much more physical. I mean, you got to understand, when, when Carter was president from 77 to 81, this country never shot anyone and didn't drop a bomb for four straight years. How often has that happened with this country? This country loves war. It's a constant gnawing state of war. It's like 1984. There's always a war going on that has to be fought to like rally people. And oh my God. Even the to- 90s had a small, a couple small little Absolutely. skirmishes. There was skirmish. Whatever. There, there was the, uh, the the war that ended in the Balkans. Kosovo. You know? Kosovo. Now that was all through. That was what they say about that war. What was unique about it? I guess it was the first war that was sort of stopped just through air power. Like uh, you know, the United we States. We went in the there UN, and we dropped our fucking dicks. And, on. and just I think there were such accurate bombing that they just realized, holy shit, we could, we have to go to the negotiation table and get this through. But yeah, there was there were conflicts going on when Clinton was president. Absolutely, but Carter. Carter was the last guy where it was that's because Vietnam again the Vietnam shadow was still and the Vietnam experience was so fresh in people's minds it was like we're not going to get involved but Reagan was just like no we got to flex our muscle again and we're going to invade Granada yeah well, you know Grenada sorry not Granada that was a car that was like similar to the yeah. Fairmont of Granada anyway that's my history lesson and when we have a history lesson we also have a kicking song that goes on with the history lesson we like to play of here is Adam Croesus's. And that was Adam Croce's tangents on history that are half lies and half truth. Hey, I do have the news theme on here somewhere. It's That's just hilarious. It's <laughs> buried. And it's all good. It's all good. But the senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his I feel good. You want to know I feel good? There's no THC in my system. I'm actually uh, feeling pretty good. You're feeling good. Yeah. I'm pretty We're what, at an hour and four minutes. Do you want to do a break? Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to reset. Second half, we're going to do TV history, and we'll probably find a little something more like steady to watch. We might go. Sure. I got Torrance on here. I got old Torrance. Uh, what, what year are you feeling for commercials? Uh, I, I, boy, you make good choices, Keith. I, I trust your judgment. C- can I make a suggestion? Yeah. Yeah. You asked me a question. I want 1979. 79? Yeah. 79 was a. I was 10 years old. And. The country was in a bizarre state at that time. All right. It's in a bizarre state now, but it was different back then. I'm telling you. What it was, you did? Yeah, we did. Hey, have a lot of fun. All so right. Like so we're going to go to a commercial break here, guys. Yep. Ooh, Jerry. Ooh. That's right. Sal. You know something, Sal. Sal. Let me turn the tables on you, so Sal. Let me ask you a question. All right. CBS we'll be back, guys. Broadcast. This will be great. The Miller promised me a case of light beer if I could keep this ball spinning for the length of this commercial. Now, I'm not one to show off, but I do just about anything for a few light beers. You see, light's got a third less calories than the regular beer and it's less filling, so I can stay loose. But the thing I like best is the taste. And I believe at this time that somebody here owes me a case of that taste. Thanks a lot, boys. See you around. Light beer from Miller. Everything you always wanted in a beer and less. Hey, Charlie. We love baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and You sure are getting behind Chevy's new midsize Malibu, America. And why not? It's got the right mileage estimates, the right size, the right feel, the right look, and the right room. And for a lot of folks, it's got the right name, too. Chevy Malibu. The 79 Chevy Malibu could be just right for you. A Jose Ferrer for Color Track by RCA. 
Cyrano, my cape is red, my coat is green, and my nose, magnificent flesh tone. If these colors don't look right, see them on a 1979 color track. Getting the color right is what it's all about, and now with channel lock tuning, it tracks the color more automatically than ever. Before you see the color, the color track system grabs it, aligns it, defines it, sharpens it, tones it, and locks the color on track. RCA is making television better and better. Saturday on the new look CBS Sports Spectacular. See next year's top NBA rookies finish their college careers in the College All-Star Basketball Classic. Plus the Pete Rose Roast from Las Vegas. You'll say, you saw it on CBS Sports. Let's get one thing straight. This is no regular battery. This is the EverReady Alkaline Power Cell. There is nothing regular about it. For the typical movie camera and electronic flash, you can't buy a longer-lasting all-purpose power cell than double-A-size EverReady Alkaline. So when you want long-lasting energy for these devices, think EverReady Alkaline. I dare you to call it regular. I dare you. Usually, when a family comes to their state farm agent for life insurance, we already know them pretty well. We usually work with them on other kinds of insurance, and we have a pretty good idea of the protection they'll need. We've helped them in the past. They feel real comfortable with us, and we're going to help them if they have a problem. They know us. They trust us. We're going to be here tomorrow. And like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's life insurance, the State Farm way. For a stronger America. Oil and gas aren't the only forms of energy our country's got to develop more of these days. There are four others. First, there's coal. Second, there's nuclear energy. Third, there's solar energy. And fourth, there's you and all the rest of us. The more energy we save, the less we'll have to depend on imports. So let's put conservation to work, along with coal, nuclear, and solar power, to provide energy for a strong America. America, if you're looking for a truly beautiful full-size car with more rear seat legroom, this is it. more headroom, this is it, and more trunk room, this is it. New Chevrolet, bought and embraced by more than a million people in its first two years. '79 Caprice and Impala, the new generation car America has driven to the top. This is it. America, New Chevrolet. When I'm assigned to shoot a guy like John Newcomb, I pack my Canon AE-1 with several lenses. Because I'm after more than just John's form. Creativity means capturing his intensity. You try it, John. Me? Sure. The AE-1 is so simple, you can really concentrate on your subject. About all you do is focus and click. The surprisingly affordable Canon AE-1. So advanced, it's simple. Who do you share the power with? The power of Vitalis Superhold, the pump. With Tom, every morning. I share it with Jill. We share the power of the pump. Vitalis Superhold, the pump keeps my... Keeps our... Keeps our hair looking terrific. Why should women settle for less power when they can get the holding power of the pump? It can hold longer than the leading men's aerosol. Come on, it's better when you share. Get the pump, Vitalis Superhold, and share the power. Saturday, Amanda joins the Bears and becomes Coach Buttermaker's ace pitcher. Now it's bad news for the other teams. The Bad News Bears, Saturday. This is CBS.
Okay, Harold, you're going Getting an early start on your basketball education is pretty important. So is learning the facts about your heart. All right. Learning about smoking, diet, stress, and exercise while we're young will keep us in good shape as we grow older. The American Heart Association is committed to this kind of education. They have films, comic books, and other teaching aids for kids. To get this material into your school, contact your American Heart Association. This message was presented as a public service by the National Basketball Association. Chasing bad guys is not so glamorous outside of the movies. You find you spend a lot of time on stakeouts eating cold pizza, and you'd rather be someplace else having a cold beer. For me, that'd be one of these. Light beer from Miller, just in case I gotta move fast. See, light's got a third less calories than their regular beer, and it's less filling, and the taste is just great. Ain't that right, Muggsy? <laughs> Light beer from Miller. Everything you always wanted in a beer, and less. All across our land, Gunk! people Gunk! know our brand. Come on, you guys. can trust AC. Thanks, AC. Spark plugs by AC. See that, men? You can trust AC spark plugs. And remember AC filters to help protect your engine from dirt and dust. Right, Ben? Ben? Hits! Drive through dirt and dust. Good filters are a must. You can trust AC. Thanks, AC. Filters by AC. Plugs and filters by AC. This home could be a lot like yours. It's a home that's losing heat, wasting costly energy. It needs pink Owens Corning fiberglass insulation. In the attic, under unheated floors, and in the outside walls. Stop paying to heat the whole neighborhood. Get Owens Corning fiberglass insulation now. It's cheaper than oil. Saturday and Sunday, see the top touring pros battle each other and one of the toughest courses on the PGA Tour in the Sea Pines Heritage Classic. You'll say, you saw it on CBS Sports. Got a big load to haul? Get a tough Chevy van. The 125-inch wheelbase model handles plenty of cargo. It's also got a wider sliding side door opener and wider and higher rear doors than its two closest sales competitors. Now, check these dimensions. Rear doors to engine, rear doors to seat, floor to roof. And look at that turning circle. Got a tough job? Get a tough Chevy van. Chevy trucks, built to stay tough. You're smiling and all the while your heart just pounds away. The training builds and ends on this fateful day. It's the Pepsi generation face to face. At a frog jumping race. Come on, come on, come on and have a Pepsi day. Come on, come on, come on and taste the Pepsi way. Come on, come on and have a Because we fly a whole new world of travelers, we know the world expects good service from an airline and at a great price. So we have our full service economy class, offering every Pan Am passenger complete service no matter how inexpensive their ticket. For a lot of people, economy is the best idea an airline can have. Pan Am, we fly 
Winners go with winners. Winners rent from Hertz. Hertz is number one, with more Fords and other fine cars waiting for you, with more people to help you, with more services to get you in and out of a car fast. No wonder the presidents of over 80% of America's top 500 companies carry Hertz cards. Are you a winner? Go with Hertz. It's where the winners rent. Hertz, where the winners rent. When we introduced the incredibly automatic Pentax ME, it had a very low price. But for some of you, the price wasn't low enough. So you held out. And you held out. Well, your patience just paid off. Because now we're dropping the price of the Pentax ME so low, you won't be able to resist. After all, everyone has their price. What do doctors recommend for pain today? This report shows doctors' number one choice is the pain reliever in Addison. Five million recommendations last year for pain of headache, backache, minor arthritis, and muscle ache. The ingredient in Addison is the doctor's number one choice. Addison is strong, a special combination of medical ingredients free of stomach upset for millions everywhere. The ingredient in Addison, doctor's number one choice. Every day, you lose a little piece of yourself. More hair on the brush and less on you. These are Protein 29 conditioning hair grooms and sprays. They can't do anything about the hair you're losing. But Protein 29 can do something about the hair you still have. Protein 29 actually adds protein to individual hair shafts. Helps make your hair look thicker, fuller, healthier. More like it used to look. The more hair you're losing, the more you need Protein 29. It takes care of the hair that's still there. Chevrolet is a delightfully smooth, comfortable car to ride in. I say, is this one of ours? Oh, it's one of theirs. Chevrolet Caprice Classic. I hope our accommodations are this comfortable. Sir, what are your impressions of America? I think your cars are... I think are... your roads are admirably smooth. Feel the quiet smoothness of the new Chevrolet Caprice or Impala. Feel it soon. When you shoot a lot of pool and bars, you want to stay fast and loose, and you don't want to get filled up. That's why I drink light beer from Miller. It's got a third less calories than their regular beer, and it's less filling. Plus, the taste is great. And even though a lot of people don't think pool is strenuous, let me tell you something. You can work up a real good thirst, even when you're just showing off. Light beer from Miller. Everything you always wanted in a beer, and less. Burt Reynolds and Catherine Deneuve, a call girl and a cop involved in an incredible hustle. The CBS Saturday Night Movie at 9, 8 Central and Mountain. This is CBS. I wouldn't do this with anything but a Lufkin. I wouldn't measure this with anything but a Lufkin. I wouldn't do this with anything but a Lufkin. The pros use Lufkin because Lufkin holds up on the job. And the Lufkins the pros use, you can use because they're available in your local stores. Right now, get this cap free when you buy these Lufkin tapes. Lufkin, another fine name from the Cooper Group.
To celebrate its 50th anniversary, Minolta has added a great new feature to all the automatic features of the electronic Minolta XG7 35mm reflex camera. A $25 cash rebate. And to the exceptional versatility and automatic features of the deluxe Minolta XD11, we've added a $35 rebate. This fabulous Minolta offer will end soon. So hurry and act now. Minolta, the automatic choice for value. Who do you share the power with? The power of Vitalis Superhold, the pump. With Tom, every morning. I share with Jill. We share the power of the pump. Vitalis Superhold, the pump keeps my... Keeps our... Keeps our hair looking terrific. Why should women settle for less power when they can get the holding power of the pump? It can hold longer than the leading men's aerosol. Come on, it's better when you share. Get the pump, Vitalis Superhold, and share the power. Super Valvoli Motor Oil, trackside for the start of Houston's rush hour traffic, where everyday drivers by the thousands prove that Valvoline is one motor oil that's not just for winning races. For a closer look, here is A.J. Foy. Thanks, Jim. The only thing racing down here are the temperatures in these cars' engines. That's why they need a tough motor oil like Valvoline. There you have it, from an expert. What are you waiting for? Valvoline Motor Oil is not just for winning races. By noon, you bring down enough timber to put up a small town. You got one tool, a chainsaw, and it's your bread and butter. On the bar, it says home light, but out here, it's the chainsaw king. And right now, you can buy the king, the home light XL, at a king size savings. Or pick one of five other home lights and get this $15.99 woodcutter's kit free from home light, the chainsaw king. Check the yellow pages under saws for your home light dealer. Here's to good friends. Tonight is kind of special. Hello, Consley. Hi, Dad. I heard a rumor you finally passed the bar exam. Yeah. Congratulations. Frank. Frank will have the prime ribs and a couple of Lowenbrow. Prime ribs? Lowenbrow? What are you doing? Buying dinner for the guy who put me through Boston. When you want the taste of a truly great American beer, tonight, let it be Lowenbrow. Here's to good friends. Sunday on CBS Sports Challenge of the Sexes. Don't miss the all-out competition. On the slopes, out of the gates, and right down the alley. You'll say, you saw it on CBS Sports. Energy for a strong America. Oil and gas aren't the only forms of energy our country's got to develop more of these days. There are four others. First, there's coal. Second, there's nuclear energy. Third, there's solar energy. And fourth, there's you and all the rest of us. The more energy we save, the less we'll have to depend on imports. So let's put conservation to work, along with coal, nuclear, and solar power, to provide energy for a strong America. All mufflers are not created equal. Take a Walker muffler. Over the years, it helps your engine run efficiently, which means you get the most for your gasoline dollars. Why? Because it's been designed specifically for your car. That's why I put on Walker. A Walker exhaust system actually helps your car perform at its best, so you can get the most for your gasoline dollars. Just look for the Walker sign at service stations and garages everywhere. Hey, Lawrence, Kansas. Who introduced the radial tire? He did. Hey, Bennington, Vermont. Who makes only radial tires? 
He does. He's the Michelin man. And at Michelin, we put you first. That's why we won't make a second best tire. Because the only thing more important than our tires are the people who ride on them. Hey, Nashville, Tennessee. Who's the fastest growing tire company in America? Michelin. At Michelin, we put you first. Chevrolet dedicates the new mid-sized Chevy Malibu wagon to all the new wagon people. People who shop in those great little stores, people who camp in the great outdoors, people with kids and people without, people who haul things inside or out, skiers and surfers and joggers and more, people who enjoy a useful rear door, people who store some nice odds and ends, people who enjoy lots of nice friends. They're coming to Chevy now. You should, too, to a fresh new slice of apple pie called Chevy Malibu. Breitgard knows that in equally active situations, men and women don't perspire equally. Men perspire more. That's why men count on Breitgard. Breitgard is so strong, so effective, it helps stop a man's wetness and odor all day long. Yes, men and women don't perspire equally. Men do perspire more. And that's why men count on Breitgard. Breitgard, because men and women aren't always equal. Professional tennis player, Joanne Russell. Know what she finds stimulating? Stamp collecting. After my dad got me started, I got really excited about U.S. commemoratives. There are so many colorful subjects I can collect. They're fun, they're history, they're America. I buy new stamps at the post office all the time. Half the fun is keeping my collection up to date. Start your collection with the Albert Einstein stamp at your post office now. Saturday, Amanda joins the Bears and becomes Coach Buttermaker's ace pitcher. Now it's bad news for the other teams. The Bad News Bears, Saturday. This is CBS. All right, we're easing back in here. Down just a little bit, like just your headphones. Yeah, yeah, okay. it, it, they're, they're they're a little bit too hot right now. Right just there, bit, maybe a little bit more. That that that's good right there. Yeah, okay. absolutely, that, that's good. That's good. All right, we're back here, guys. You're you're a fireman for the second half. Absolutely. They really valued the blue collar. Like they really tried to sell these products with blue collar people. Oh, absolutely, man. You I really mean, do see how the world has elited because like these commercials are very much like businessmen and uh like they're all it's not like firemen you know cops and shit now like yeah it's all bartenders and cops in this and current commercials it's kind of just a product on a table with no they don't they don't really try and sell it to you with someone relatable yeah yeah well it's also because your generation is in love with irony they have like some irony goofy thing and weirdly we're in the phase now we're high profile actors will do commercials oh yeah in 1979 jack nicholson would kick you in the balls if you asked him to oh do yeah a fucking paul commercial. newman and shit yeah absolutely no they, 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 they did not do commercial work. now jimmy fallon's doing credit card commercials absolutely like so they don't have they don't they don't do shit like this we're like oh let's have a blue collar guy selling a beer because like we can just get denzel washington to yeah sell yeah this beer. and yeah exactly and we want to have that because it's synonymous with success we're not oh look at this a new look. Next year's top NBA rookies finish their college careers in the College All-Star Basketball Classic. God. Plus the Pete Rose Rose. Look at that. Plus- My hairstyle was exactly the same as really? in 1979. Absolutely. 
absolutely. That high, close crop, like Bob just, type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, just and, and just like Lloyd yeah. Christmas from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I had that same look. Well, welcome right. back, everybody. We're gonna uh, we got this week in TV history. Probably that's gonna contain the whole second half. <clears throat> absolutely. Yeah. Let's, uh, How did you guys like the first half? Was it good? It was a little shaky up top. I will admit. What's that? Hello, Larry. Oh yeah, we gotta do the second. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> this one the second. The I second. love how he tried to be so like he he almost was like a, gonna fucking uh, write it on a piece of paper. Yeah, here it is. Hello, lady. Well, hello, lady. All right. Now the second half. Begins. Oh, this lady's got attitude I mean, here. She shows a whole lot more support. What does it say? Mess with the bowl. Well, it's always yeah. cheating. So yeah. they just basically have to come up with a new phrase for cheating. You know, here's what uh -oh. it is. Well, of course he's going to cheat with her. She's hot. You're a little emotionally unstable. But yeah, you can't even hang out with people without getting drunk because you cured yourself. Bitch, you're going to bleach bond, daddy. Yeah, there you go. Now, there you go. That's what I want to see. Hell yeah, dude. The name of the show is actually called Decline of, of uh, Americans Culture. Yeah. The Decline of the Roman Empire. I love a good morbidly obese fat girl like down pump. Like <laughs> they're just like, hammer. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing some women fights, man. When, when I saw girl fights like in junior high school. Anytime you see a couple ladies actually square up and like you're like, oh, you know how to fight. But in general, it's just like. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's batting at each other. Hair pulling is going on for sure. There's definitely some hair pulling. Yeah. Do you ever say, I, uh, we, can you think of a girl fight you saw? Who, who, they, who it was? Who, who was oh, it? dude, I saw this one girl, uh, Martha. Great name. Yeah. Uh, she took this fucking chick's head and was bashing it off a curb. Whoa. Like, she would beat up dudes. Was she just a real tough? Oh, she was a tough broad, dude. Yeah, like, you didn't yeah. fuck with her. Yeah. What, what, she you, was the kind of person that even if you made the slightest joke, she would, like, punch you on the arm. Ooh. And it would yeah. be like, ooh. And it would hurt? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I remember, yeah, when I when I was working uh, at uh, my very first job out of college, there was a uh, administrative assistant at the job named Adorn. So that was her name, A. Apostrophe capital D O R N. Oh wow, so, that's like a not a name. Yeah, and, and I remember she hit me in the shoulder once, and I was like, I'm, I'm 25 or 24, 25 Jesus. years old. She hit me in the shoulder. I was like, it fucking hurt. Hell I'll be, yeah. yeah. I was like, uh, this sister. You were like, punch. will you marry me? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> was she gross? No, 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 no. She was. I, I actually. I mean, was, sturdy. Obviously, she she was just young, you know, and 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 was. She was from the streets. So she was so just young and six foot five. You know, I mean, uh, she would, but she was a tough woman. No doubt about that. A tough broad. She knew how to throw a punch, you know. Hey, why don't you start dating a black broad? She'll beat her up for you. Were your parents like, do you think your parents would be would be happy if you brought home a black girl? Uh, I don't think they would have cared. They'd I had cool. the opposite where like my family would joke about like, <clears throat> oh, he's going to bring home a black girlfriend is like, but they did. They didn't want it. Yeah. Yeah. But they would mask it in like, oh, hey, wouldn't it be funny if? Yeah, no, it's actually they didn't want that to happen. Yeah. yeah no, no, I, I didn't. I think they would have. Whatever. The few women that I've been dating long enough to actually introduce to my mom before she passed, uh, they were uh, uncomfortable around my mother. It was not a good. <laughs> was moment. your mom intense? What do you think? I mean, I knew yes. she was like very political, but I didn't yeah. think she'd be like, so how's your, what's your stance on Roe v. Well, Wade? I mean, no, no, it wasn't going to be asked that, but just her presence and her aura and that shit that women have when they're around each other, you know, it's like, she just, I can tell him, I, I, I remember, I go back to, 
I won't mention her name again, but I remember she met her a couple times. I was like, God, you're, she just was really uncomfortable. I don't know, my mother. Very uncomfortable. Would she ever say why? It was just a general <laughs> vibe. It was just like, oh, I don't think she likes and, me. And, and the way she kind of did this and did, it just was like, like it was, because you know what it was? She was nervous. She was uncomfortable. She was going to read into any action that it was somehow kind of critical of her and she, you know, whatever. So it just, but at the same time, my mom would not, my mom was difficult at times. That's all, you know. She was just a bit, oh, God, look at this. This is just, you know, it's just, when I see this and I see the humanity of, uh, and the lack, it's just like, and the audience like, ooh. Oh, this is a newer one, too. So at this point, it's all just kind of like you're going through the motions. Like, yeah, there's even yeah. no passion in this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they know what it's going to be. No, I don't want to be. Springer's actually got pretty good politics. He's, he, he was a Democrat when he got a bus. Wasn't he the mayor of Cincinnati, of Cincinnati? when uh, there was, I don't know if this is the same state, but wasn't there a painting? that was painting little naked boys no you, you, that is your you're on the track it's the same era right no, no well he, no he was in, in in the late 80s there was robert maplethorpe had yes. pictures of there were very sexually explicit pictures of men sexualizing men because yes. he was gay like and there was pictures of like one of we had to watch it for a philosophy class in college because the cincinnati art museum said no we're getting rid of these pictures right. this is not art because i remember there seeing was a big something uprore. of with jerry's jerry springer talking about it uh, he might because springer i think was, he was the a mayor ju- yeah he was, he was a mayor like in the late 70s or early 80s what happened with him was he got a prostitute and paid her with a check. So there was Whoa. the there, there was the paper trail, and then he he got kicked out of office. I think that was probably the early eighties. Maybe what was, a new brand! Like that's when you know checks are new, because there are people like, oh, this is just like money. They didn't yeah, know about the paper trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They took, okay, I'll pay with the Springer check. took what Springer took a bullet for everybody. Yeah. So yeah, and then he, uh, I guess he had pretty good pretty good politics. His I think his parents were were all like Holocaust survivors. And he had family members who got murdered in Germany and shit. But uh, what happened in the late 80s, Robert Maplethorpe, um, you know, was a photographer and he had a bunch of very homoerotic pictures. One of them, we saw him in a philosophy class and they showed the, it was in a slideshow. That's how yeah. long ago this was. So it, it both things happened and so it was just a Cincinnati thing. Yeah, basically. it was a Cincinnati thing. That, that was the thing that linked them, but they, were, yeah. they weren't in the same time period. But they had pictures of like, was guy stick a man sticking his pinking up a guy's dick hole up to his first knuckle, <laughs> you know? And then they had like, okay. And, and I remember they showed the pictures to us in class. Like, we're going to show a black picture, you know, just, just a black screen yeah. to let you know, you're going to see an explicit picture. The next one's called Mr. Ten and a half. And it's a guy standing in a suit with his just cock out of and his, it was and a it was maple thorpe. A, it was a giant dick, you know, Mr. Ten and a half. And they had like guy, you know, guys peeing out of people's mouth and shit, you know? So it was a very, very, very homoerotic and, and then the cincinnati art museum said yeah we, you know we're gonna so sort of this whole like censorship sort of discussion saw that dick and he was like this is the happiest day of my life no that's <laughs> although paul lynn was saying that i think this is the happiest day of my life peter marshall whoa no it, it was uh i remember that was a, that philosophy class was interesting i got a big laugh in that philosophy class you know when uh, it was the abortion debate, those against and those for, and and the and the the, the class started to participate. I remember, and it was weird hearing people's theories on sex. They were like, you know, half of its purpose is for procreation, right? And I just stood up and said, I heard it's when you rub your tongue on their cheek. But but it, it was you know this guy said it's half its purpose is is is, uh, is procreation. I said half of its purpose is recreation. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, howling laughter. That's great. 
Huge laugh. I love the when people would don't know about sex and they're just like, sex is when you press your balls up against their butt. Is that what you would hear as a kid or something? Or oh, like, yeah. Wow. I man. think I was I got in trouble one time because everybody would be like, they would be kind of right or it was just like, you know, they get... A guy gets a boner and then he runs really hard into your mom. Runs really hard. Like it was always I'm shit like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, or, or, they or fall you, asleep on top of each other and then there's a baby there the next morning. Like just weird shit like that. You, and you said, listen, I, I want to let you all know. This. I told my I, I've friend seen basic instincts. So First, I know <laughs> I had to tell him what a virgin was because okay. I said something about, oh, she's a virgin. Yeah. And they're like, what's a virgin? And I'm like, what? And then I had to explain what sex was because I had to explain it was someone who didn't have sex. And they're like, but I graphically explained sex. I was yeah. like, hard dick goes into wet pussy. But yeah. Yeah. I didn't say pussy or dick, but I was so just how old like, were you at this point? Seven. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then the little fucking tattletale, this kid's name was Garrett. He was a little asthma having <sighs> fucking closed in. They didn't let him go anywhere. He had sick toys and like a Super Nintendo. Yeah, uh, yeah, but they were just the most. I guarantee you, they're Trump supporters now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were in. They were living in our apartment building while they were building their own house. Oh yeah, yeah. So like they just weren't with our lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. And anyway, and this he was little a tattle. This little puss went down. He didn't tell on me. He just went and told his mom what I just told. Like he was pumped. Yeah. Oh yeah. He <clears throat> learned something. Yeah. Or no, exciting. here's how it happened. So I told him at his house. We were in his room and I was telling him all about the birds and the bees. Yeah. And then he goes, tell my mom what you told me. And he pushed me out into his living room to tell. So I just said, I go, oh, I told him what a virgin was. Yeah. And then they like kicked me out of their house. They got really upset. Uh. And then and then she came upstairs and got into it with my mom about like. I need to tell you what your son just told my son. Oh, yeah. You know what's That's good? completely inappropriate. Do you know what I like? I like the emotion of shame being around sexuality because as if our country doesn't have bizarre sexual hangups to begin with. You know, it's like, no, what you did was not, doesn't sound bad. It's not sick. It's like, oh, God. Ugh. Uh, I hate well, the and fact I informed that I'm part the boy. Now he that aspect of our culture. Is now so when he's annoying. now when Garrett Corellis is fucking dudes, he knows where to put his little penis. <laughs> Do you think whatever happened to him? Do you know? I don't know. He's probably just he probably turned into a normal guy. Yeah, yeah <clears throat> he had exactly. asthma though. Bad asthma. Kid yeah. couldn't really move. Ooh man. Okay. I think okay. that was part of why they gave him such good toys and stuff because like inside was his fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They probably felt guilty too. Oh, I'll make up for it. Oh, oh, I feel somewhat responsible. Oh, fortunately, yeah. some man Kevin named Kellum's on my side. I was educating young boys. Exactly. I mean, that, that, that's not that you're not. That's not wrong. You know, hey, these all I'm going to have the hangups later in life. Yeah, I'm the one who knew about sex at five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, basic instinct. No, bueno. Ooh. I saw basic instinct later. I don't know if it was what was first, but I also remember my dad being like i had a bit about this this is on my album where like he literally just was like do you want to know what sex is and then he hit play and i saw ron jeremy tongue flicking a girl's hairy vagina <laughs> like you know like not full-on yeah, mouth eating yeah, but like yeah. that yeah 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 we well, are getting excited you're getting to work yeah the you're beans working it getting up. worked exactly and yeah. he was just like this is how babies are born and then i saw the whole fucking thing yeah well you know maybe. so my introduction to sex was pornography yeah, that might be a little too soon. I can tell you this much. I think I told you before. My brother had a, had a friend uh, whose father worked in the vice squad of, of our local police department. 
and my brother, you know, four and a half, five years older than me, you know, uh, and I'll never forget they did it at my house. I can hear you. I'm going to get the remote though. Tell at, us. At, at my, at my house. And then also at my brother's friend's house, they'd have like, so his father had all these three, five and seven minute stag films, like a stag film, oh, you know? From like the sixties and seventies, starring Amos Alonzo Stag, the well, yeah. head coach of Chicago <laughs> University. They were made in that era, I think. <laughs> they had no sound, and you had to have like an They're old fucking like, in the Heisman Trophy pose. <laughs> they had, they literally had to have a. It was a reel to reel, like like an old science film from like when I was in the sixth grade. Uh, and the noble gases are neon, you know, Aragon. No, so it, it, it was, um, uh, it was that. So I remember my brother was like, "You're going to come over to my, my friend's place tonight," you know. I mean, it was literally like a garbage bag. It was 30 or 40 of these stag films. And it was, you know, whatever, probably 12 to 15, 15 and 16 year olds with boners, I'm sure, going now playing quarters oh, and watching these. Hell yeah. They put a sheet up on a wall and they're like, Adam, you got to come watch this. Okay, yeah. They did it at my house, too. And I remember watching it and being like, it was so exciting. Floored. Being excited, but at the same time, feeling like it was somewhat wrong for me to watch it. So I quit watching it and went up and did my homework. That, that, that's what I did. That that was my, oh, I'm, I did something shameful. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm 11 years old and I shouldn't see this. Ooh. I went upstairs and I did my I did my homework in the bathtub. You know, I, I, <laughs> I did my homework. But, you know, as you know, I, I was never... I never watched pornography growing up. It wasn't as nearly as accessible as it is now, you know, on everyone's computer. I did not watch it. It was just not. That was also my mom. My mom being, I think I told the story here before, but my brother had like the 25-year anniversary of Playboy, which was like, I remember going to look at that. That was like finding gold or something. Oh, yeah. You know, it was like I mean, incredible. And the 25-year anniversary, there was like hundreds of pictures. And I remember he, he kept it underneath his bed. And I remember my mom was, oh. was, was looking for something, was looking for something one time and went under his bed and I was and looking over her it. shoulder and she found it but she just kind of flipped she was so kind of harried looking for something else she just kind of flipped and didn't even really register she it. didn't get to the nudie she, she, she didn't register it and, and I literally was like my heart was like she's gonna find it she's not gonna like I knew she wasn't gonna like it because she was second wave feminism. Yeah. She was that part of it feminism was that was you, not the cool part. It was less you, know? you knowing about sex and more like this is derogatory towards women. Exactly. This Dem- is humiliating. Yeah, towards me. women. Yeah, exactly. When now, yeah. How do you think she would be with like this OnlyFans culture with women being like camming up and fucking dildoing themselves on for money? She would. It would be it, it would be completely foreign and abhorrent to her and would really really bum her out because that's feminism really. now well, well i mean that's that's that, feminism well, supporting only fans is a feminist thing what's it called supporting only <clears throat> only fans so basically only fans is like a website where any male or female it's mostly females they can it's porno basically you can start your own account and you charge this much per month and if you pay me five ninety nine a month, I'll DM you pictures and videos of me of me diddling myself or and fucking shit. my boyfriend. It's just it's independent pornography. God. Well, to me, that's just so indicative of just it's more about the money to me more than anything else. Like Dude, you're literally doing anything. They said through OnlyFans last year. I think they said. <clears throat> I don't know if it was a thousand or in the hundreds, but over a thousand women became millionaires last year through OnlyFans. Jesus Christ. That's why it's a positive thing because it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's you like empowering yeah, yeah, yeah. people. Well, I can tell you this much. 
that dichotomy existed back then too in second wave feminism. There's always that divide of so hey, there were young people who were like, no, I want to fuck my boyfriend. Yeah, all yeah, the time. yeah. And if I want to fuck three guys in a week, I'm not a whore. This is something I like to do. Yeah. That classic your dichotomy. Your mother was not for that. No, you fuck you, fuck your husband. No, uh, yeah, and it's like, and he better treat you right. And it just no. She was very much on the prude side. Which was not cool when I look back in retrospect, but it's like that's what she was. Because I bet you, you know? it was confusing to you of being like, you're so on the level about so many things. Like, yeah. why don't you get this? Be- because it, it, it just, it just, I think for some women, pornography is just like this foreign fucking thing. They're just not into it. It's just dirty. Uh, yeah, it's dirty. It's it, it's sick and it's dirty and it's objectifying women. And, and, and it's I'm sick of that. I'm sick of getting whistled at and catcalled. You know, my mom was a very pretty woman too, so I'm sure my mom got totally catcalled. Right. She was especially back in the early mid seventies. Hey, toots! I'm sure it happened all the time. Man. So I mean, the, you the, probably cost your mom so much dick in life because they were like, <laughs> "Oh, you got a kid? Oh. You got two kids? Oh man, yeah, yeah, that's not gonna." <laughs> but I, I think because my mom was so attractive, there were still men. men Men sniffing around trust me you know so. i also wonder if because your mom was so political like feminist like that if she started dating dudes and they were like and then it was like third date fourth date fifth date and they're just like this girl ain't putting out yeah yeah i don't know that's actually a good question you know i mean uh yeah that i just know when she got remarried basically she got remarried and and you know and she got divorced eventually from that guy too uh it was just she just wanted someone to listen to her just yeah simply to listen to her <clears throat> that's literally all it was of just like i don't think a lot of people now really get like i think a lot of women back then you were just like no you were just you you, you literally you work in the home you create babies and that's really it. Yeah. You raise the family. And a lot of women, I think, are very comfortable with that. And I, I'm not trying to look down on that. But she wanted more, obviously. Oh, what's this? What's Crow, this is a perfect representation of male versus feminist power right now. Look how tiny and pink haired that guy is. And look how giant that lady is. I, I, I don't get that's what that. That's the sexual power. Like, that's how it's flipped. 20 years ago, that would be a big linebacker guy. Like, dominating on his big, tiny wife. And now you have this pussy you have these pussy ass nerd guys yeah. with their acoustic guitars and their pink hair and their giant girlfriends are coming on jerry springer and pounding them into the ground like railroad spikes God, I, i'm not saying it's good or yeah, bad yeah, i'm yeah, just saying, saying it's what it is that's what it is yeah yeah but there's definitely a segment of that or whatever a yeah. niche of that absolutely no, i could see that absolutely you know it's well there's always do you, do you ever uh r crumb you ever to r crumb yeah, yeah. he was a cartoon guy yeah. and I, I saw a documentary on him, and he he was one of these guys who it was kind of like Russ Meyer. He liked really busty, large women. He was kind of this sinewy, rail thin guy who liked like women giving him piggyback rides and shit. You know, it's like he. I think he had some really kind of odd fetishes. You know, uh, but yeah, this, so that, that that kind of dichotomy exists, and the dichotomy existed back then too. Women saying, "Hey, fuck it, you know, I, this is my body. I'm going to make some money off it." But my mom would be extremely judgmental about that. Extreme, like no, you are you are you are uh, internalizing sex uh, yeah. sexism. You don't know you what know, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she would have been very judgmental of that. She would not. She'd have probably that. see it as like this is the patriarchy brainwashing uh, you yeah, exactly. into thinking that this is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was the nail on the head. You know, it's just like no. You know, something. Fact. The fact is, some women they just like to fuck. You know, and, and that's dope, what it is. It's, it's not a bad thing. You know, it, it's so that 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 was a ooh, put on fury. 
That's actually one of the best World War II movies I've seen. Really? Yeah, I really like. Have you ever seen this? No. Oh, it's a good with Pitt. It's actually a pretty. This is good a good movie. thing to put on for history. Yeah, yeah. It, for the it TV is, history. If you watch, if you want, I mean, I think you would like this. Oh I, yeah, Crow Bailey brings up a you shit. I don't know if you should watch this. He says, "Don't watch Tickled." Have you ever seen Tickled? Tickled is a documentary about people who get off on being like tickled. sexual pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a little bit odd. Yeah, <laughs> I could watch. I mean, I could handle it. I can handle this shit. I'm just saying it's just well, and it's even transcending to weirder things like ASMR is a thing, which is what like ASMR is basically an entire YouTube channel of people doing this. I'm scratching like their bodies in some way or, or it's just uh, sensation sounds. They'll take a chip bag and crinkle it for an hour and God. just and l- like just soft waves crashing on the beach. Listen to it. It's supposed to like, but some people like it makes them come. God, I, I don't know, man. Things have gotten weird. I, for me, it was just a very big deal, and I'll admit this. I, I'm not ashamed of it. But when I actually started to, to watch pornography, and I'm not a big porn guy, uh, but I watch it every once in a while. Uh, that was very much like a for me. For me, that was like a liberating thing. Yeah, this is my early 30s, dude. You know, I mean, it was like I like in my twenties. I did not, I didn't know any. I didn't, I knew of like guys like Ron, Jeremy, and John Holmes and stuff. You know, the big guys. But 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 I didn't really know the heavy the, hitters. You know, but but it's like uh, me watching it was very much like no. I like looking at naked women. That's what I like to do. You know, I'm convinced I'm a repressed heterosexual. I'm actually convinced of that. <laughs> That's actually the truth. What's because it's like no, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna own this. I'm not gonna deny. It. I really like looking at naked women. I like to fuck girls. You know, this is what I like. And I'm telling you, it, it, for me, and so so for me, it's like I was very much out of step with a lot of people. I think in the in the world. I mean, I, I knew I liked this, but it, again. Because of my mother, I felt guilty about how strong my feelings were for seeing naked women, you know, and seeing women and being just being around them and like, oh, God, they're so pretty. You know, it's just worse. So for me, pornography actually helped with that. I think I honestly believe that I truly do. All right. I don't think it's unhealthy at all. You ready for some? It, it does. I used to think it was, you would become an addict to it. I think that's oh, really? some people do. Oh, no, you can. I have issues with it. But 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 I honestly, I just it's. Do you want to know what my issues with porn are now? I'm curious. It's all amateur. So, like, it's not like it's... You're not going to see Nicole Aniston or some famous... No, you're yeah. you're seeing, like, regular people that yeah. are just uploading their fuck tapes. On, ooh, ooh, okay, yeah. And it's easy to get addicted to that. And then when you're in a real sexual situation, you're just like, well, this isn't, like... you've The voyeur aspect of it is way more intense, where you're like... It's almost yeah, just watching like it from you're, far, oh, my God, yeah. I'm... It, like, this is how you can be a peeping Tom without being a peeping Tom. yeah interesting yeah like i think yeah. it's way more volatile now we're like it's all fucking just like oh i found a phone and these were the pictures on it and they uploaded on the fucking thing yeah i mean i tell you what it's become so like our society it's become so niched out everything is such a niche that you can sort of find it you know a- anyone find your own little twisted do you thing. know what i've been seeing what? on on sites that when i do look at the porn yeah it, there's been a lot of videos of people being like uh, my best friend's mom. Uh, I'm fucking my best friend's mom now, and it'll be like text threads of like texting with this old lady and like all the all like the sexting they do and shit. Okay, you see, I, I, I Roman Empire, man. It's Roman Empire crumbling, dude. That, like that, it'll be like I'm fucking my best friend's mom and shit like that. It's all yeah, this weird yeah. like 
my stepsister snuck into my room and fucking didn't know my phone was recording type shit, which uh, is usually fake, but like, yeah. that's how they're trying to lure people in. Yeah, yeah. You know, right now in Fury, this is this is their new tank driver who got hired on by this Crap, veteran crew. <laughs> he stunk tank up roll out. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, here's Pitt's the, Pitt's the leader of the tank. You boys need cigarettes? He, he, he hasn't, the young kid hasn't toughened up yet. Look at Norman. the silent power. Yeah. I haven't seen you eat anything all day. Make sure you get something to eat. Get something to eat. Smoke a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah he's, he's very much like a man of few words. Let's get know? some cigarettes in you boys. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, dude, it's funny. My, my third stepfather, my mom's... Or second step, my my mom's third husband, my yeah. second stepfather. They couldn't handle your mom, huh? He, 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 he was he was in the Second World War. She married for money the third time. Hell yeah, dude! And, and he was nineteen years older than her, so I'm sure he was psyched. Uh, but but he he was in the Second World War in the Pacific Theater, and he just said like when he watches World War II movies of this of this era, like uh, Pearl Harbor, he's yeah. like he's like no one's smoking. Like literally, everyone smoked back then. Everyone smoked. Yeah, that's a good sight. That's a good picture. They show like all the bombing going on. Like literally, it was just. Oh, that's a green screen. That's a good shot. Yeah, the, the, Anna that, Nicole that's a good Crocious. shot right there. That's a good shot right there. All all the bombing going on. The, all those those are all the planes going to bomb Germany at the end of the war. They literally had planes. They had twenty miles of plane. Like they had a convoy up yeah. in the air of twenty miles of airplane to bomb Germany. It was like thousands of airplanes like it was like we are gonna put your ass down like the last six months of the war was just the absolute sledgehammer you know and, and then they also invaded to <laughs> this is them invading in, in germany yeah, bailey anyway. says we need to get cigarettes donuts and steaks into these men <laughs> well absolutely and superman man. comics read your superman comics. they love pro- and this is another thing too yeah my, my great aunt told me though this you you'd eat horse meat all the time at the end of the war dead horses and shit you're like yeah. i gotta get some food in me look man. at that i'm sure we got some not the Jewish people hanging but, from poles here? Oh no no no! This is yeah. This is what the, what the SS did to Germans who were actually uh, pro Jew. Well, no no no, who, who were just didn't want to fight anymore. They just. Do you know what I found out yesterday? Do you know what a mouth harp is? No, I a mouth harp is a thing you put in your mouth and it goes. Yeah, I know what it is. That's called a Jew's harp. Really? That's actually called a Jew's harp. What would you hear? Would you did it's you see the that Wikipedia ne- article ne- next to the Mario Cuomo or next to the uh, no. Andrew Cuomo? I'm not a pervert. I'm just Italian. I'm just Italian. <laughs> I thought that was real for a while. Uh oh, we got things happening. This, yeah, exactly. I'm going to show everybody that this is real, and then we'll go, we'll slide into this week in TV sure, history. After sure, this. this has been a phenomenal second half. Yeah, this this Fury is good, man. Seriously, check it out. Jews harp. Wow. The Jew's harp, also known as the jaw harp, vargan, mouth harp, uh, Jew-gaw, Goombard, Comus, Ozark harp, Gallican harp. For those of you who think that the song, I think, not Magic Bus, but there's a Who song. Yeah. It's hillbilly shit. Yeah. Won't you come together or in the band? Is that how it goes? Won't you come join? Something about the band. Come and join the band. It's a Who song. Yeah. That's the same noise. But yeah, it's called the Jew Heart. And I think that's funny. So this week in TV history. Actually, yes. I don't think we watched went through this last week. So kind of. No, we did. It was. We did. Okay. I think we did it. 
Yep. Here, here's where they just they get into a major firefight here. Actually, in, in this in this small, they do a good job with the effects on this. 1985. Barbara Streisand records Broadway album. Oh God. I don't even. Is that like a name of her album, or yeah, is that? I think it's probably an album on Broadway. I think. Probably. <clears throat> I don't know they, what songs. Were on when that. do you think Babs started waning? Like, give me the true Babs era. I feel like late seventies, eighties was just. They loved her. Well, yeah. You think of A Star is Born came out in 1976. She was also in the main event starring opposite Ryan O'Neill. Ryan O'Neill was a leading man in the late 70s. Who did he marry? Uh, uh, Farrah Fawcett. Yes. Yes. I mean, very much a 70s actor. They had messed up 70s kid. They had a messed up 70s kid, drug addict kid named like some 70s name, Levi or something. He had some name, you know, it's like. Uh, I'd say Barbara Streisand because the main event was like she was a boxing manager for Ryan O'Neill. The main event. She she would have a she always had a song and of course in her movies. I think somewhere in the early mid eighties, but she also did. She kind of had a comeback with Nolte in the early nineties, very early nineties. Was it was she played like a therapist who was yes. helping out uh, Nick Nolte? It, it, it was kind of at the same era as Beaches, although she's not. Yeah, I, I remember. I, that. I consider Bed Midler the likable Barbara Streisand, right? You know, and, but they're kind of of the same era. And she hung around longer. Bet had a much longer career, but Barbara Streisand well, also was huge half a musician. Career. Uh, yeah, Barbara, Barbara Streisand is, was he, she was huge in the seventies. I always huge. considered Bet Midler like. She wanted to be a singer, but she was really a better actress and yeah. she could sing. And then she turned her acting career into this like half ass pop career. Well, she yeah. people look at Bette Midler like she's this fucking powerhouse of talent. And I just don't get it. Well, she her first movie was The Rose, which was loosely based on Janis Joplin. Some say love. It is a river. Who I, I remember a girl singing that song in my sixth grade talent contest and being kind of turned on by them. <laughs> Like budding sexuality when I was 11 years old. Oh, Jewish women probably thought she was the ultimate. My mom, my mom, I'm convinced, actually had lesbian fantasies of of, of Barbara Streisand. My mom adored Barbara Streisand. Adored Barbara Streisand. I remember when she had that Vegas concert, like in the early 90s, we were flying back from Mexico and we had a delay. The the plane wasn't there yet. And she was, and we were watching the concert. My mom was just, I mean, just fixated, like, She's just such an unusual beauty. Ugly? She, you mean ugly? And she never got a nose job. She just kept it the same. She just ah, oh, like kept having that res- giant just, schnauzer. Just, just just respected her for that, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, she. But to answer your original question, I'd say somewhere in the eighties, she started to kind of probably when she recorded this album. I mean, that that era, she wasn't as like, relevant. We're done with you. She used to be a leading woman in movie. I mean, she was in What's Up Doc and the main event and uh, uh, Star Is Born, yeah. and Funny Girl, and like, I mean, she was in a lot of movies uh, in, in the sixties and seventies. I also you know? wonder if. If some of this, like, we think it's their career failing, and she was just like, look, I banked a lot of money. Uh, I think she made a ton of cash. Barbara Streisand is covered. I'm she lives go, in Vegas. I'm going to go retire to Florida. <laughs> I'm going to Florida. Murray is down there. I, I, you know, my Uncle Murray, who I always loved, you know. See, Pitt speaks German here. This is, uh, they, 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 they just raid this small town. They raid it. Yep. I ain't him. The SS oh, yeah. guys, they go after the SS guys. Oh, so this is like pro, they're like fucking with Nazis. Oh, this, yeah, with Nazis. yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, they just they just tune his ass up. And there's a lot of like, sh- I think it's honestly Saving Private Ryan. This is up there in terms of I think the war, good uh, of the war, just sort of the war footage they've done, like the tank uh, sequences. The guy who directed this is directing the movie El Alamein, which is the like the key uh, Northern Africa tank battle that Montgomery beat uh, beat what's his face, the German uh, German general, whoever I should know, but I'm having a senior moment. Uh, the Desert Fox, Rommel. Oh, Rommel. Uh, and so, yeah. so that was kind of that was kind of the like the end of the Northern. Oh, the Desert Fox? Yeah. Absolutely. That's what the British press called him. Half begrudgingly, half admiringly, because he was so good. Oh, dude, I was in Woodshop. So I was in Auto Shop my freshman year. Yeah. And my teacher was a veteran. Yeah. And he liked talking about it. And one time I asked him, I because I didn't know, I go, so what the fuck is Charlie? I go, what's this Charlie thing? I go, is that just what you called the entire army i go or was it a specific thing and yeah. he lit up he goes what a great question he was like people don't know that and he said he goes charlie was a part of a special force inside the vietnamese army he goes they were very good at what they did yeah and they were very scary he goes in my unit we referred to them as sir charles really yeah because it was like they were kind of respected them in a weird way yeah yeah sir charles is out there yeah charlie i always thought it was just like you're an asian person come on charlie it was like a specific type of of vietnamese soldier viet Minh. yeah you know like i think charlie were the people they sent in like undercover to like hide in trees and shit yeah yeah really yeah, th- th- this is this is an interesting scene. They're in this small town in Germany as they're invading, and they all had a big look at that picture of Hitler. Bailey's this- going to drink with his mom at a local brewery, oh, so good for we'll you. take care. He's going to listen on Spotify. Thanks, James. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. He's hung for two hours. Look I appreciate that. that, buddy. And then uh, uh, they, they, they all committed suicide. They had a party, then committed suicide, which Hell I guess yeah. happened. There was a lot of suicide going on in Germany when this was was happening. What a dark time to be alive. <laughs> was it you saying? I heard somebody saying that like uh, amphetamines and cocaine were a lot of the reason that the Japanese were able to kamikaze. That like they were just fucking amped up on speed, so they were just like ah, well, like I, fuck yeah. I, I don't know about the jet. Ja- I wouldn't be surprised with that. I know the Germans crystal meth was completely used because they'd fight for hours. You know, I mean, it, it just he also invented meth. methadone that way because they wanted a painkiller, but they wanted like we want something to stop the pain, but we don't want them sedated. Yeah. So yeah. let's let's give them methadone, and it'll be like heroin, but they can still fight. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I haven't heard that. But that might be the case. I think, I think they me, were just messing someone with a lot told of me, I'm going to look it up then. now, but someone told me the Nazis invented methadone. They might have. They might have. I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but they might have. You know, I mean, I, I don't. I think a lot. World War II, a lot of stuff got invented. I mean, it had a massive impact on industry. No doubt about it. A lot of things that didn't exist three years before the war started existed two years afterwards you know what i mean like oh, it was yeah, just like yeah. a lot of stuff yeah it, it might be the case you know? i think they just discovered it well i mean they had, you know whatever germany has great chemists you know i mean there's major major chemical companies there siemens obviously they do electronics but uh bayer obviously like bayer, oh yeah they're a nazi company yeah but bayer was very uh you know they, they had a lot of uh chemicals and stuff and i think and they, yeah, methadone yeah. was developed in germany around 1937 to 1939 by gustav erhardt and max bachmuhl yeah. it was approved for use in the united states in 47 it is one of the world health organization's list of essential medicines wow so yeah they used it definitely during world yep. war ii there's a few methadone i remember in uptown in chicago there were some methadone clinics 
You'd see. I don't know. That was the first time I saw really fucked up homeless people. Uh, on September 11th, 41, Bachmuel and Earhart fired an application for a patent for a synthetic substance they called Hokisht 10820, uh, whose structure had only a slight relation to morphine or the opioid alkaloids. Um, it was brought into market in 43 and was widely used by the German army during World War II. Wow. Yep. That makes sense. You know, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a bunch of drugs going. Well, I mean, Hitler himself was all drug-addled. He was completely, especially at the end, he was all fucked up. I'm on Molly. You know, <laughs> just fucking dancing to that trance music in his fucking bunker. At the end, <laughs> yeah, yeah, smacking his mouth, grinding his teeth. You know, I guess he had like cocaine eye drops. He had some doctor was listen quack. to the beat. Listen to the beat. It's so good. He's exactly. like, so like good. It hits hard. It hits like a Jew's head against a rock. <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, yeah, what a fucking what a what a crazy. I guess the end of his those last like couple days in the bunker were just like like they knew it was over. Obviously, oh, it was probably embarrassing watching it. I mean, yeah, and just, just the I, downfall of a man. And I guess it just like like it was dank and stunk and stuff. Now you know he was in the bunker. He's and down he, there putting on one man shows. <laughs> Look at me, I do an impression. No, this it, is how we win the And he just does a <laughs> performance. I guess he was still like doing like military like you know planning and stuff and he, he also i guess was working on his uh, models for for germany a- after the war you know speaking of performances sure. in 1997 garth brook performs a freak uh, garth brooks performs a free concert in new york's central park for hbo later released as garth brooks live from central park wow he was the fucking king in the 90s absolutely that lowercase typewriter g yeah, it was like his stage. It was the G. They just called him G. Wow. I knew people who hated. I never got it. It was the same with Bette Midler. Yeah. Yeah. All my friends, friends I loved would be like, dude, Garth Brooks is awesome. And I would just be like, you're ridiculous. Well, he's saying I got friends in, in low places. places. I never took that kind of country seriously. Like part of me was like, you guys don't really like this. Yeah. Like you think it's funny, right? And my, they'd be like, no, we genuinely... And the thunder rolls. Yeah, no, I know people who, who love... I I just never really... Get His version of Hard Luck Woman by Kiss is good. Oh, good for him. He's on the... He's actually... He's a Democrat. Garth oh, yeah, Brooks I'm sure a, he's a great guy. He's yeah. probably overwhelmingly nice. Yeah, like a totally good guy. Or it's creepy. Yeah, and he's all, he's extremely wealthy, I think. He's done very well. Oh, dude, he just stuff. played the Kansas City Chiefs Stadium. 73,000 seats. Wow. Yeah, he's supposed to be a. I think he was like, a, like a, a pol or a bad policy guy for some dude. I, that we, he and Clinton were kind of tight. I think kind of a southern. Yeah, me thing. and Billy, absolutely. We go on the roof and drink Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah, do all kind of stuff. Yeah, Twenty fifteen. This is where he loses his virginity. This guy loses his virginity in this scene. Oh, that happened. Fun. You know that happened here. They, their cherries got taken via war. I'm sure it happened. I'm sure you. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you just rent a, a prostitute. Well, I mean, they, they would just, ta- I mean, they go into this. They would just take women and like go into a oh, room. Oh, yeah, this you know, is right. Like, this is, yeah, basically, yeah. Although this is, it, it's handled a, a young more man, subtlety. Which one of y'all ladies wants to pop this boy's cherry here? We'll yeah, give you a pack ahead. of cigarettes. Yep. This is a kind of an interesting scene. It's a, it's a slow burn, this scene. All you ladies put cigarettes in your pussies. Nice. <laughs> She, no, he knows she's lying. We're about to be inside. You know, yeah, because they're all whooping it up outside. Like, You're an attractive this. little Nazi, aren't you? 
Yeah, I, I, I sort Watch of. Her. Yeah, I mean, he's you know, they're a bunch of, th- we just kind of what they turn into. I'm telling you, you like this movie. The, the the tank battle sequences are pretty solid. Again, the same director who did this is doing the movie El Alamein, which I wonder when that's going to come out. I, I'm definitely going to see it. There's no doubt about it, because I'm such a World War II nerd. Although Austin Frelds, man, he 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 puts me to shame, man. <laughs> he puts me to. I mean, I'm like that guy makes models and stuff. I mean, oh yeah, I mean he's knowledgeable about it, man. You know, good for him. I'm texting. It was a cr- a browser. You see that the, they they hid the the young cute woman underneath the bed. They hid her. Oh yeah. Because so they're like helping, but they're just being dicks about it. Well. They're like, no, we're not helping. We are going to rape you. Yeah, 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 basically. Shh, shh, shh. I'm going to put my hog in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, that, that's sort of, you know. I mean, I can tell you one thing. My my, my great aunt, you know, who was 22 when this was going she on. She said the Americans were she, awful. She, oh, she said she could. Yeah, she they hated the Americans. Hated them. 1939, 7th Venice Film Festival opens with a United States boycott due to Benito Mussolini's fascist Italian oh, B- regime. B- Benito Mussolini, exactly. Hey! They, huh, you know, it's interesting about him. He used... Uh, man, this is intense. He used soccer as a propaganda tool. Of course. He didn't know anything about the game, but he would very often have himself being filmed kicking soccer balls at people and stuff like that because he knew I can get the people on my side if it looks like I'm a soccer guy. Hitler loved him because, I mean, you know, Mussolini took over first in, oh, yeah. in 1922. So it was very much kind of the model. He admired Mussolini. Hitler did, you know, because I think everyone sort of thinks like, well, maybe it was Hitler didn't because it became sort of the entire fascist movement, which was all across Europe. It all Hitler became the focal point of it all during the war, of course. But he very much admired Mussolini, very much admired. him. There was someone know? who said that they're willing to bet that Mussolini probably didn't even know any of the rules to soccer. Oh, yeah, I would. I think he was probably just caught up in trying to rule things. And he stuff, just knew you know? like this is the popular sport. Yep. So I'm going to make it look like I love I love this. Absolutely. You know, um, uh, 1991 actor Gary Oldman is arrested for drunk driving. Where where, where do they say? Uh, it, let me know? look up a video on this. Let's try and yeah. get more. I wonder if he has a video or not. I probably not. 1991. Probably not yet. Yeah, that's back when like that's not as big no. a news story. Yeah, well, when I was known, but it just he wouldn't film stuff. Like OJ getting popped for murder was really the beginning of like let's fuck with let's let's fuck with celebrities. Like let's see what celebrities are doing. Yeah, and I I think you know what followed that up the uh, uh, Pamela Anderson Tommy Lee uh, Tommy Lee uh, whatever uh, uh, you know uh, sex video you know yeah. He, he he wants he wants to just them to make breakfast for him. That's all he wants them to do. Here is a God, she's a pretty woman man. You can't find they clean this up. There were no news stories about Gary Oldman being popped for drunk driving. Well, I know. He, I think he was a big drunk for a while. I think he got sober, but he was a partier for a while. It's so interesting seeing his arc. My first uh, recognition or acknowledgement of him was him playing Sid Vicious and Sid and Nancy came on 1986. And he was completely good in it. Yeah. He, played, he played Sid Vicious. Gary and he Oldman, was. Who says his working style meshed well with the passion of director Look at that Oliver fucking Stone. video the thing. The actor tells Dennis Michael his acting assignments are less jobs. This is for JFK. Vicious. This is the JFK press tour. Yeah, he's yeah, playing fucking Lee Harvey Oswald. You got to admit, this is pretty weird. Like, they shoot him. He gets shot. Oh. I mean. I mean, the government killed Kennedy. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. I don't. I, the mob did it. 
yeah. on behest of the U.S. government. Look at how young Oswald he is Oswald was a there. character that raises scores of questions. Gary Oldman went to great lengths to find his own. Those are the sunglasses of a drunk. I uh, read a ton of books. Met uh, a thousand people. Um, He's totally in his young actor pretentious phase here. He's so much more like personable now, I think. In New Orleans, met people that knew him. He played you know, Commissioner he Gordon. He seems you know? really drunk too. Oh, yeah. close friend of his, which was a real coup. Probably one of the closest people to Lee Harvey Oswald in New Orleans. And As I, I put hung my out with his mates, and we got <laughs> to be friends, you know. Sexually assaulted some women. He's just such. Did you know that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald didn't like the dark? Did you know that every morning Lee Harvey Oswald used to eat an ice cream cone? Did you know that he couldn't stand people who he couldn't predict? He didn't like physical labor too much. (laughs) Physical labor. Little things. You just find out interesting things that you use. He didn't. uh, He couldn't see the color blue. Yeah, this movie is. I remember thinking it was like so deep when it first came. Well, out. doesn't Oliver Stone put forth his own? He thinks he says there's a he third his, shooter. Oh, he right? has his own theories. <laughs> like it's, it's called, all through it. Like you there's know? like a third guy in front. The right? triangulation. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps the grassy knoll. You know? Well, no, but there was another one. It's Oswald the grassy knoll, and then a and third then some guy. people say there was a guy on the bridge ahead of it because yeah. they say if you actually see it, the bullet wound. If it comes from the front, it's logical. Of Wait a minute, why. That's why his head and when his yeah. head got blown off back here, as opposed to the front of his head. You know. Yeah. I I personally think Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. I think it, I think he acted alone, but I think he did it for the mob ordered the hit. Like yeah. I don't think it was a random like he did it. He attack. he pulled the trigger. He's I one think of the guys he definitely did it, and I think it was a magic bullet. He was just that good at what he did. Yeah. But I don't think it was like he acted alone. The, the I think ma- he was a lunatic. The United States Mafia was upset that Kennedy was about to crack down on them, so they hired this had fucking been cracking down on them. So they yeah. hired this fucking marksman to take him out, and then basically told the U.S. government, "Like, what the fuck are you going to do about it?" Yeah, you know, it's things were mobbed up back then, pretty hardcore. Because then they know? killed Oswald. Yeah, it's pretty with at Jack least Ruby a week. At least uh, Jack Ruby, who was compl- who ran strip clubs from Chicago. <clears> you know, uh, Brian Doyle Murray Murray plays him. It's hilarious. God, Brian. CNN show bit. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Look at that graphic. God, that's so fucking early nineties. Jesus. So, what else in this week in TV history? Yeah. He was a, yeah, he was a drunk for a while. Two thousand and six, actor Sly Stallone and former heavyweight boxing contender Chuck Wepner set a lawsuit out of court because Wepner claims he was the inspiration for the Rocky movie. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. That's Do you believe that? Then. I think he probably loosely took it from it, you know. But I mean, whatever. I, Whatever. So you took you took your story. So what, buddy? I well, mean, also it could have been. It's not like you have a unique heavyweight story. There's yeah. probably a lot of rags to riches boxing stories of from course, that era. Of course, you know it's always been part of the mythology of it. The best thing I like about Rocky is that Sylvester Stallone told them that like you cannot have this movie unless I am Rocky. Like they wanted Paul Newman to be Rocky. Be and Rocky. Shit. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was this vehicle. Guy. I will say she's pretty. I find her attractive. I see your hand. Is that Michelle Williams? No, 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 no. no. It's it's some German actress. Yeah. I'm sorry. Am I going to be canceled for saying actress? No. That's still actress. Oh, Jaws is on tonight again. Man, they're making the circle on that. They're doing the circuit on that one. But but yeah, man. Yeah. So this is, they they, they make love. All right. But they don't show it, but it's it's implied. It touches her hand. She has a Germanic way of being. (laughs) Alan Funt. 
1948, Alan Funt's Candid Camera TV debuts on ABC. 1948 yeah. that started? Dude, dude. That show was still on when I was a kid. I feel like that was peak candid camera time when you were a kid. Oh, in the seventies, absolutely. And that that was like almost like the first kind of reality TV. They do like a candid camera of some guys people combing their hair like in a, in a one way mirror, and like people get a kick out of it, you know. And I, I remember candid camera like Alan Funt. If you went to the comedy store in nineteen seventy six, was there? You know, you're going to hear Funt jokes. You're going to hear you're going to hear Howard well, yeah, Cosell Alan impressions Funt in here? and Alan Funt. <clears throat> hey, it's like an it's like an episode of Candid Camera. Oh. You know, like that. That would be like a line you have to a joke. I'll kick her right in the front. Look, look, I mean, she's she's a pretty woman. You know, we're they about to sex up here. Yeah, they are. Do you mind if I stroke you up? Don't mind. Do you mind if I stroke? I'm gonna have. Here's my bratwurst. That's something I never. The the close up lip camera kiss. <laughs> you got to see the tongue touch the teeth. See, this is they. This is them fooling around. You know, this is AMC, so they'll oh, they cut to it. Look yep, at that. Yeah, see, that's the new kind of censoring. I'm for that. Just go to commercial break. Yeah, just pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah, do it yeah. like parents do. Just sneak yeah. away. God, sneak away. Hilarious. Do it while your children sleep. Yeah, and then they yeah. wake up in the middle of the night and they hear your mom having an orgasm. And they're just like, <laughs> What the fuck is going on? I remember walking in on my mom and my stepfather humping. I heard my step they knock, knock next time. I heard my stepdad and my mom fucking, and I didn't realize they were having sex until years later, but he was loud, dude. Really? They were both really loud. To where I was like, why would you think this wouldn't wake us up? Just like, ah, ah, ah. No, he was like th thrusting. Like, I heard him thrusting. Like, he. Huh, huh, huh. Uh, that's probably part of the reason. He, he was all like copped out, you know, like he's going to do hard sex on her. Well, know? and she was like 18 years younger, so he was probably like, I'm putting the moves on this young hottie. Well, they split up, though, eventually, too. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is your mom Wait, remarried again? No, she's got boyfriends, though. She's moving to the East Coast, and I think it's to be with some young hunk that she's, like, messing around she's with. She's moving, huh? Years from now. She put in her three years at her job. Whoa. She's retiring in three years. How old is she? Uh, she was born in 65, so... She's four years older than me. That's yeah. right. You know, I think about that. Like, if I would have stuck it out at the city, I could be retiring soon, but I'm sorry. I, I would not have been a happy human being. I just wouldn't have been happy. You're not saying I'm necessarily happy right now, but, but I'm happy. You'd be making a lot of money. Oh, yeah. and, and, and I'd, I'd have a, I'd have a pension lined up. Do you think that would have changed your political stances if you find like you're like I no. I have about two point seven million dollars saved no, up. No, no, like, I wouldn't add that much money, but I would have over a mil. But uh, but I I don't know. Uh, do you know what that money could do with this podcast? No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I just no, I needed yeah. millionaire. Look crow. at Jimmy Walker. He lost some weight. number. Well, yeah, it's fallen. It's just atrophying off of him at this point. An actual per Jimmy his, the lost weight. Well, I'm dying. His stand up act. I remember seeing him on killed. It, 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 terrible. Terrible stand-up comedy. It's really bad. It is like it Isn't sets it? the race back a hundred years. Yeah, on that line, say you want to know because he would always do like Letterman because because Leno and Letterman wrote for Jimmy Walker in the mid seventies when Walker was a, a hot lot of comic. dark meat jokes. Uh, and just like you want to know the best way to babysit a black child, you get a trampoline out and put some Velcro on the ceiling. Like that was a joke. That's a fucking flat-out joke from Jimmy Walker. I remember watching that when I was twenty and being like, oh my god, this is the most and, he, and, and you know. And, and Letterman gave him panel time because Letterman owed it to it because Letterman felt like, hey, you know, he he gave me my cup. It was Letterman's first <laughs> pairing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 laughing. You know, when he, another thing, you want to get black folk. 
like Jimmy. watermelon jokes and shit. Jimmy, was, you're so unfunny, but I have to say you're a genius. It, it, it was, I mean, literally it was like watermelon eating jokes. Like that's literally what it was. If I interviewed Letterman on the show, I would be like, okay, right now, who was awful on your show? Yeah. Who did you hate that you had to say nice things to? Yeah. Uh, 1960 Los Angeles premiere of Psycho starring Anthony Perkins and Janet Lee. Huh. That was you that's know, an old fucking movie now. It's a good movie. Do you like Psycho? Yeah, but I like the remake with Vince Vaughn better because it's shot for shot the old Psycho. Like yeah. they didn't change it at all. I, I, I like Gus the Van's remake. Aunt. I like the remake of it. You know, because it's up. It's modern. That's one thing, and it's not even a tension span thing. The old Psycho looks too old to me. To, it's yeah. not even scary. Like it looks like I'm watching an episode of Lassie. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, I remember when I first watched it, I want I had such buildup in my mind that when I watched it, I was like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. That being said, I saw Psycho 2 in the theater opening weekend, 1983. At first, I was wondering, why is this week in TV history so short? And I just realized, it's Thursday. We're going past Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. have to go to like the 15th and not the 12th. Yeah. Because exactly. I was like, oh my God, we're almost done with history. And I was like, no, we're not. Yeah. Uh, Look at me. See right there? He's checking them out. You don't have to yep. say a word. So you see, he looked at him like, yep, gives him a shot. You got laid, buddy. There you go. You did it. 1951, ter- uh, first televised baseball game in color on WCBS in New York City. Boston Braves beat the Brooklyn Dodgers 8-1. to one. The bo- They were still the Boston Braves. Yeah. They hadn't moved to Milwaukee yet. Uh, it'll be interesting. If the A's move to Las Vegas, which is a distinct possibility, that'll be the fourth city they've played in. When did they leave Milwaukee? Uh, in, uh, after the... Uh, 1966. I think so, 65 or 66 was the. I think 66 yeah. was the first year because obviously Aaron hit the home run when he played for the Atlanta mm-hmm. Braves. Yeah. in 74. But he was a Milwaukee Braver, a- and like, the Atlanta Braves won the div- when it, when it became not just two leagues, it became two divisions. The the Braves won the NL West in 69, the Atlanta Braves, and the Mets won it in 69. Then they beat the Braves. Rico Cardi was a very good player for the Braves back then. So 69, I think it was like probably 66 was the first year in Atlanta. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But like, I just was wondering if there were any part of the Milwaukee Braves. And because my dad remembers the Milwaukee Braves a they little won bit. The world. Listen, he also they, remembers the Home Run Derby TV show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, I, I don't remember that, but I remember seeing highlights of it. Uh, well, the Braves went to the World Series in 57 and 58. They won it in 57 against the Yankees, and I think they lost in 58. Or I could be wrong in the years. But yeah, yeah, the, the Braves won it in 57. They had, they also had um, uh, their Eddie Matthews, who also hit 500 home runs. It was Eddie Matthews and Hank Aaron, two guys who hit 500 home oh, runs. Oh, yeah. batted back-to-back. So then I think Warren Spahn might have been a good pitcher for the Braves back then. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and the New York City, the New York when Times. When did Don Sutton come into play? Don Sutton played for the, Do- he was a Dodger farmhand. He actually pitched, I believe, in the 66 World Series where the Dodgers lost to the Orioles. Because he's the Braves, play one of their play-by-play guys. Now. Oh, he's dead now. Or he was. Yeah, when I was a dead. kid, he was a TBS he's announcer. Isn't that crazy? Because I remember him being a pitcher and being, and being like, Don Sutton was a good pitcher. You know? I got into an argument with my dad one time because Don Sutton had the big goofy fro. Yeah, old man. Yeah, gray fro. My dad told me, he goes, Don Sutton was a great pitcher. And just based on his looks, I go, no, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And if you look, he, My dad got livid with me because I refused to accept that Don Sutton was a great pitcher. 
Well, what was interesting, Sutton didn't get into the hall right away because he's one of those pitchers who never had a tr- – he never won a Cy Young. He never had a dominant season. But if you, he was just incredibly consistent. Incre- he pitched from 66, I think, until 85. He pitched for the A's at the end of his career. He, he was a guy – he always won 15 games. He always won 15 games. Maybe he had a couple eight – never won 20 games in a season, never won a Cy Young. He had 3,000 no strikeouts. Ryan, neither. He had 3,000 strikeouts and 300 wins, but it took him a while to get in because he didn't have a dominant year. He pitched year. for a long time, didn't yes. he? Yes, and, and, he, and he was always very consistent. He pitched for the Astros, the A's, the Dodgers, and I can't think of oh, the Angels. He won his 300th game with the Angels. You know, uh, He was a good pitcher. That would be an interesting quiz to give is what teams did people win their 300th game on? Seaver won it with, with the, the White Sox. Sox. My dad has it on tape. He wow. had it on VHS. Wow. Uh, Glavin got his 400th win or his 300th win on the Mets. He was at the Mets. He wasn't with the yeah. Braves. Wow. I, my ex was at the Glavin 300 game in Wrigley Field. Huh. Interesting. Or, even, or in New York because she grew up outside of New York. Okay. And I remember when we first started dating, that impressed me. She was like, oh, I was at the Glavin 300 game. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Well, I got a question for you. Got me thinking. When you think of a sporting events you've been to, what's the most kind of memorable that some people might know? Memorable thing that happened at a sporting huh. event you were at? I'm curious because I, I have one. I saw Mario Lemieux's first game back. Oh, oh, from against me, the Blackhawks. Okay, okay, okay. That's yeah, something, that's some. That's, that's, that's. I'm trying to think. Yeah, other I mean, Lemieux than that. was a fucking star. Because I remember we were going to the Blackhawks, and my uncle Tom was saying like, "And Lemieux's playing. Mar- Mario Lemieux's back." Wow. Um. But I, I, I mean, in 2016, I went to a Chris Bryant game where he walked off against the Rockies. That was pretty big. Um, but other than that, I've never really been to anything. I went to Cade McNown's career high sports game. His career passing day. I saw that they played the Lions. They won 26 to 10. He threw for like 350 yards and like three touchdowns. And I remember like, he's finally good. <laughs> it was the first. My stepdad took me. We were on the corner of the end zone field level. And I was just like. I was so excited because yeah. the Bears were dog shit that year. Yeah, and yeah. it was just I finally they was it two fin- thousand. Uh, yeah, because I remember he because they started against yeah the, it was his uh, rookie year. Oops, sorry, dude. they started against the what, uh, did you fart? Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, the, 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 <laughs> you don't have to announce it, but yeah, he, he started at the uh, against the Vikings first game of the season, and he threw for over, I think over three hundred yards yeah. that game. And I was like, and he played for UCLA, but he had a weak arm. His arm well, was not the good reports enough. in train. He was one of those players where. The first day in training camp, it was just like, oh, like this yeah. kid's having a hard time. Yeah, you talk about Trubisky being a bust. And he held Cade out. Was he a also bust. held out a long time. It was like a big. He was supposed to be. He was an L.A. He was an arrogant prick, I guess. Like a real arrogant prick. He used to hang out at the Playboy, you know, Playboy uh, mansion and stuff. I don't, I, he's probably selling real estate now or something. I mean, probably. Seriously, I mean, Insurance. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he was he was a big stud athlete. I remember when they drafted him in the first round. Aponte's here. One of the many. Many Bears first round quarterback guys that just stunk. It was not good. They stunk. Rob Aponte's in the chat here. Yeah, yeah. They. Uh, I'm trying to think too with uh, uh, with me. A big, here's a big. These are three things that happened in the same game. Three things that happened in the same game. August first, nineteen eighty six. Okay, I went to a baseball game with my best friend from high school, Andy Reinecke. We drove from Eau Claire to to Minneapolis in the Metrodome. We got to walk on the field before the game. I talked to Mickey Tettleton for a little while. Sat in the oh, wow. seats. A's lost ten to one. 
This was dog shit A's era, right? Well, this is this is the first year of Larusa being the manager. First year they had just what year was that? Nineteen eighty six. Okay, because he had been fired by the, he was co- the bench coach. Yeah, uh, Hawk they been, fired him. Yeah, Hawk fired him, and then they, 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 the A's hired him like almost a me- like literally within a day or two though they got him. So right Larusa away. was kind of being groomed. Like even in, they were like, oh, this guy's got talented young. In eighty three, they were a great team, and like I mean, he was he was a respected baseball guy, and they took when they took they, they got him and Dave Stewart off waivers on the same day, and. Dave Stewart, I mean, he pitched on Monday night baseball against the against the Red Sox. Dave Kingman had a home run and they they stunk that year. Uh, and then uh, Stewart didn't miss a start for five years. He didn't miss a start for five years. That's when he had that 20 game. Yeah. Uh, 20, 21. He pitched week, like 40 sp- games a year. Yeah. I mean, he just he, he was a totally good number. Did, one. Was there a ever good number one because of how much he pitched? Was Dave Stewart ever in the question of like he might win 30 games? No, 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 no. They had a five-man rotation. The five-man rotation started happening by by the by the eighties and stuff. The four-man rotation had gone out by that time, so he was never going to win thirty games. He went twenty to twenty-two max. Never won a Cy Young. Had four straight years winning twenty ga- twenty games or more. Anyway, so that game, oh. that game, that baseball game. Can I say what happened? Yeah. Uh, Burp Blylevin got his three thousand strikeout. He pitched until like ninety-four. Yeah, but he got his three thousand strikeout. He struck out <clears throat> fifteen A's, and Kirby Puckett hit the cycle. A young Kirby all, all Puckett, too, All in the same huh? game. Yeah, I, I fucking hated Kirby Puckett. Because he was so tiny and, well, and unassuming. Because the fucking, because the Twins were the only team that could compete with the A's back, you know, in, in the late 80s, early 90s. They, they fucking outed you guys. Like, they... They, they were the only team that could actually... And they won two worlds. They won one in oh, 87 dude. and 91. And it was probably like... Two one games. He's out. They would well, they would pitch fifteen innings. Well, in eighty seven, it's because the, the the way they had it. Okay, the American League is going to have the home field advantage this year. The Twins on the road the year they won the World Series in eighty seven. They were twenty nine and fifty three. That is a dog shit road record. They had Kirby Puckett. Tom Bernanski and Ken Herbeck. So they had some hitters and Gary Guidi. Their pitching staff was Frank Viola, Blylevin, and Jeff Reardon. And that was fucking it, man. They literally had three pitchers. They had three fucking pitchers. But because of the short series and they got home field advantage, they beat the Cardinals, who everyone was hurt on the Cardinals. Vince Coleman was hurt on the Cardinals. Jack Clark was hurt on the Cardinals. And it took them seven games to beat them. I mean, that team was not a good... They were 85 and 77 and won the World Series. And that team fucking stunk. They were not good. They were not good. Small guys do have an advantage of a smaller strike zone. Combine that with speed and a high on base percentage. Well, I mean, he wasn't... Puckett, because he got fat towards the end. He just had a... I mean, he didn't... He never... There wasn't a ball he didn't like to hit. I mean, he just could, swung at everything. He just could make solid contact too. He oh, he got the fat part of that bat on the ball all the fucking time. I saw him hit so many home runs against the A's. So a friend you know, of mine hated him. John Idy, remember Idy, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He went to the Kirby Puckett game, the '91 Twins were where he hit the home run. Yeah, yeah, in game six. Yeah. With your hankies? Oh, it's so loud here. Wasn't he blind already at that point? No, no, no. When did the glaucoma happen? That that happened like in 94 because he was going to, he only had like 2,300 hits in his career. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, his career got cut short. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was going to be like, he was going to have gaudy numbers. He had a good four or five years left in him. Uh, and then he got caught home. How many yeah. home runs did he hit? I think he hit like uh, somewhere like maybe 300. So he would have hit close to five. Yeah, I think he could have gotten close to five. I think he had 300 home runs, maybe 286 and like 2,400 hits. But the dude, if you look at his 60, 162 game average, I mean, he had gaudy numbers. He had gaudy numbers, you know. He had 2,304 hits. What did I say? 
Uh, yeah, uh, 1,085 RBIs. He had 207 home runs. 207. I was I overestimated. 134 stolen bases. What's his 162-game uh, average? They'll do it where they put your stats over over a full season, what yeah, your numbers would be. I'll do it right here. I, I bet you it was like... Two hundred. I bet you it was like two hundred and fifteen hits. Two hundred nine. Two hundred nine. I'd say like twenty one home runs. Um, nineteen. Nineteen. Ninety nine stolen bait or RBIs. Okay. Yep. And then uh, thirty eight doubles. He hit a lot of doubles. Yeah. W- w- what's his OPS? I uh, bet you his OPS. Eight thirty seven. I was going to say eight fifty. Yeah. I mean, he and he. He destroyed the A's. Eckersley pitched well against 87 him. and 88 looked to be his power years. Yeah. He slugged. He had an OPS of 920 Ooh. and 88. Ooh. 234 hits. He led the league in hitting. Yeah. He led the league in hitting in 87, 88, and 89. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean listen, he, he was, you know, he's, he's from the, he's from Robert Taylor Holmes. He's from the Robert. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. He, he played for a downstate, like a division three in Kankakee. He played for some junior college. Uh, I have a, a, a relative through marriage who played baseball with him at that, Kank, at that uh, community college. Do we know why Kirby Puckett got fat? They're asking in the chat. Just I, age? I I think it's just age. I I think he I think Kirby liked to eat. I don't know if yeah. he had the most. Uh, Part of me wonders if those baseball players think that like their skills are their skills, and it doesn't matter what the body is. Yeah, I because guys were fat back. You know who they compared him to? Hack Wilson, that famous Cub. And I wonder because of personality too, of like he's a gruff guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Kirby he was revered in Minnesota, but it came out later in his career. He was uh, he was he dick, abused dick, women. He, he was, was dicking, a, dicking a lot of white women too. Yeah, like he was. Uh, he would smack them around too. Uh, I, I maybe I don't know, but he was. Revered. I think way later in life, like the two thousands, he got popped for domestic abuse. Yeah. Let and me check w- into that. When he died, when he died, I think he weighed close to four hundred pounds. Yeah, he I'm had being a, dead serious. I think people don't forget how disgraced his his life it, ended. It ended on a real sour note because he was uh, he was revered. I mean, he. he Honestly, uh, Cal Ripken was probably the most famous baseball player maybe at that time, sort of. Ripken, a couple other guys. Puckett was in the discussion. He's in the top five or ten, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, okay, yeah. Here we go. Uh, in March, uh, March 17, 2003, <clears throat> columnist George Dorman wrote an article entitled The Rise and Fall of Kirby Puckett. The article documented Puckett's alleged indiscretions and contrasted his private image with his much revered public image. Yeah. Specifically, the article stated that Puck, uh, Puckett had extramarital relationships with several women yep. uh, and that a female Minnesota Twins employee had obtained a financial settlement following a claim that Puckett had sexually harassed her. The article added Tanya Puckett had called the police on December 2001 to report that Puckett had threatened to kill her. Mm. With, withdrawing from the Twins organization and from friends, Puckett moved to Scottsdale, Arizona in the winter of 03 with his fiance Jody Olson and her son Cameron. Those who did not see him become concerned about Puckett's weight with estimates putting it over 300 pounds. However, there was also optimism with the news that Puckett planned to marry Olsen. Yeah, he was he was I think he was like five foot six over 300. That's huge. That's a bowling ball. Yeah. I mean, he was a did he he die in 06? Uh, Yes. Suffered a massive hemorrhagic stroke at the home he shared with Olsen. Uh, You know what I want to hear? Hemorrhagic stroke. I want to hear Donald Trump. Hemorrhagic stroke. I want to hear th- that put together. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, but he's more uh, Donald Trump. The th- problem with his health is he's a little bit more uh, 
his frame can handle the weight a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, he's like he, six foot five. Uh, he's as tall as me. He's so six four. he can be 300 pounds. Yeah. Like that's yeah. not, yeah. even what it, you have to get certain glimpses at Trump to know how fat he is. Like he wears it well. Well, cause he always has dark suits on. Yeah. Too. But when you see him, he's the got golf a big shots. fat When he wears ass. tan pants. Yeah. Yep. He's got no uh, definition on his body. He's just a big lump. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's got, it's just, like a yeah. big midsection he's like charlie weiss what i mean he <laughs> he's got a big like <laughs> cock, cock belly yeah. or whatever frupa but he's also i mean right doesn't trump, trump supposedly eats like it's only mcdonald's he only right? eats fast food period jesus christ god god how can you do that what, what is your shit like oh my god that's disgusting if i eat fast food now keith it's literally like eating i don't know drano to me or it's just like i mean it explodes out of me because it's so gross Kirby anyway. puckett's autopsy was uh recorded as a cerebral hemorrhage due to hypertension <clears throat> yeah puckett died at the second youngest age of any hall of famer inducted while living and the youngest to die after being inducted in the modern era after five after the five season waiting period how old was he? Uh, let's. I'm going to guess. He's probably 42. He's 45. Wow. Wow. He had like an 80-year life in 45 years. Yeah. Like you read through his Wikipedia and it's like he had a full... Yeah. yeah. Usually you don't get to become a prominent baseball person. You An injury ends your career. You then become very fat and start abusing women. Yep. And then you finally settle down with one and you die of a hemorrhage. That's usually the yeah. totality of this was 45 here's, years. Here's how this scene ends. You see this? You see this? You think you are, huh? Yep. I just raped that girl. Wait, yeah, she, she's dead. There, there, there was some incoming fucking, you know. Oh, no. I fucked a dead chick. <laughs> yeah, man. No, this is honestly. I think you'd like this. I think you'd like this movie. Oh no, it I, looks good. I mean, it's 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 got some moments, and I'm not saying it's great, but it's a pretty good World War II movie. You know, uh, it, the, the gold standard is Saving Private Ryan. Oh, absolutely. Gold standard is private. But this movie is it's it's one of the top Here, one of my top. We're 10, really going to get into something from your era. I'm probably sure. going to show the trailer for this. Sure. 1973 American Graffiti, directed by George Lucas, opens in. Cinemas. You know, I got to be honest. I was too young for that. Oh yeah, you were three. I was I was four. Yeah, my father loved that movie. He loved it. Oh, because he's movie. probably a car guy. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it was late. It was early 60s, late 50s, California, drag racing and shit, like that whole culture. I feel like Mexican folks are still really into that culture. Oh, yeah. The Cholo shit. Yeah. They're more like the lowrider aspect. Of yeah, it. yeah, yeah, exactly. And kind of, you know, I, I, I find that kind of interesting. Harrison Ford's you know? in that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. He, he's with Mackenzie Phillips. Oh, my God. And Dreyfus. Oh, yeah. Dreyfus is in this. Ron Howard's in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, this movie, I think it, it took Lucas like a month to film. It was 28 days. When you look at this, it's like, oh, gee, where did Greece get its ideas? Well, and two, I think this showed people that George Lucas can be an efficient director. Oh, yeah. yeah like, they, I think he got Star Wars based on the idea. Well, like he made American Graffiti under budget. Well, he, I, I mean, I think they said too. I mean, had he not done American Graffiti, he never would have done Star Wars. It just wouldn't happen. That was probably really racy. That's like bare legs. That's oh, yeah. Scene. Yeah. But it's also it's American nostalgia. It's always had it. You know, in 1973, everyone was all hippied out and like, you know, David Bowie and shit, you know, and then it's like, OK. What did you say? Someone wants me. Someone roaming the streets wants me. I bet you're smart enough to get us some brew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is him, but that dude, that dude was, a, yeah, he, he was a, he was a, a character actor kind of of that era. An ID for the liquor? 
Not until I left the car. You'll have to get it. Oh, I know who that guy is. I also. He ended up being bald. Yeah. He was in Starman with fucking Karen yeah. Allen. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good pull on that one. Starman's great. There's Drive. Oh, what look, at Mackenzie, look at Mackenzie. Look at Mackenzie Phillips. Look at her from one day at a time. Did you? Know, that, that's Will. That, that's Phillips. Oh yeah, the mamas and the papas. Yeah, who they sick. all fucked each other. I, I mean, and she she had incest. Like her, her, yeah. her father, fucked John. Her. Oh boy, he was the worst. Th- that is, yeah, that guy was fucked up, man. Dude, and here's how deep it is. When she came out and with her book about how she fucked John Phillips, yeah, yeah. her the whole family turned on her. This is not true. We don't know where. Uh, like, oh my god! If you see her now, she is like ragged. Like, can we find a picture of of Mackenzie Phillips now? She is. She's like. She has been. She looks a, like if Heidi Fleiss, a, a, a rougher version of Heidi Fleiss, and that's saying something, you know. She's a. She's a been through the ringer. You can just tell she's been through the ringer. Maybe they oh, have yeah. her looking good here. Maybe, but. But oh I, yeah, there's one. Well, those, I mean, they have her hair done kind of nice, but if you see other, I mean, she just, yeah, I think there's one over there too. She, she's kind of, I mean, I could find a ragged looking picture. Of yeah. Her. Yeah. Cause Let's go to 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Modern day. Is she hair. even alive? Oh yeah. She's alive. She's alive. She had severe addiction issues. I mean, I think she was a junkie and I mean like major heroin. I think that's the best shit. one we're going to get. She looks a bit like Rose McGowan. Yeah. She and w- she definitely has that old like heroin cigarette. Yeah, yeah. Life. I just have smoked a lot of cigarettes in my life, yeah. which is terrible. My and dad just railed me. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, her dad was just a fuck up. You know, it's like. <laughs> but he made catchy tunes. I, I did. You know, the whole hippie thing. Some of it was just like a little fucked up. Man. Wasn't that a hack joke of how Mama Cass died in the back in the day? Well, I'm not that old to actually. But uh, it still probably lingered. My dad yeah. would talk about Mama Cass choking on sandwiches. Yeah, in the 90s. yeah, 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 yeah. Still- <laughs> she died doing what she loved. She, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I, I had this world in my head of, uh, of automobiles, of, you know, automobiles, automobiles yeah, when I was in 1961, I just. That's what he said. It was. You know, the hippie culture, drugs. Well, I'm autistic, so I stare at cars and really know. felt compelled to sort of document the whole experience of cruise. I just document, you know, you I, know, I see my my mind is a camera and I can't write. And when, and when I was 12 years old, this is what the world looked like to me. So I decided to make a movie about it. I was very uh, didn't quite know what to do. Francis had challenged me to. Do something warm and fuzzy. I was very much advised. I told him to fucking make a movie, you, you know what, faggot. Do you know what I guess? I guess Coppola is, is a piece a, of shit. Is a huge porn guy. He watches oh, tons of porn. He's like an Asian. He just watches it in his car while he's at a red light. I, he, 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 lo- <laughs> he loves. Well, I guess he's a huge porn guy. I think it's funny. Look, look, look is there. Yes, I have my goatee and... American Graffiti. I wanted to... uh, I really wanted to have sex with a girl. Is that really the the drive of the movie? The problem is is that, you know, I I haven't, you know, and I was 26 years old and I hadn't had sex yet. And I was like, I have to get my cherry popped. So I thought, well, if I become a director in a major Hollywood movie, that might give me a chance to actually have sex for the first time. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm lagging on the chat here. Yeah. Uh, Any chance... Of any musician getting canceled out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I don't think so. Like they take them out retroactively because if they didn't That's do it with question. John, if they didn't do it with John Lennon for beating his wife, did Lennon beat his wife too? Oh, dude, yeah, he openly admitted that he would like smack his wife. 
like his first wife oh oh his, yeah the quote was he when he apologized to her he says i was a right git but yeah his yeah. first wife said that he would yeah backhand like he was very violent towards his mother. uh people gotta very violent when i hear people talk about like when i hear third wave feminists complain about second wave feminists for not being diverse enough it bothers me my mom being hardcore second wave feminist this is the shit that they were dealing with not saying it doesn't happen today of course it still happens today but back then, dude, your battle women's shelter was hoping your lock on the bathroom yeah. door was strong and sturdy. And odds are it wasn't all the time. So it's just, uh, it, you know, it, 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 you know, it's what they were dealing with was a different thing, you know? Yeah, this is... They yeah, weren't dealing is, with... Oh, they're going head to head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tank to tank. Yep. Shoot it through his little dick hole in there. <laughs> yeah, they're going up against a tiger Can tank. Can tanks yeah. just shoot at each other like yeah, absolutely, that? Absolutely, man. That would happen on the battlefield. Absolutely. That would be fun. Yeah. Be to fun. be in a tank and you're just like... Yeah. You're, you're not moving. That has to feel powerful. Yeah. Also, here we go. There we go. Taking care of some people there. That probably takes talent dying in motion. That like... The way you have to wiggle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to die. In a, when you watch like Patton, which I like, it's a good World War II movie. The way people die, it's all just like an uh, explosion is 10 feet away from you. All of a sudden, you see the guys, they look like this. They're all like, huh. they're, they're like NFL referees calling a touchdown or a field goal. Oh, like their arm. It looks really fake. So anyway. Uh, he said, Rob Aponte says, Charlie Weiss is the Chris Christie of football. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. That Absolutely. is very, that's what, uh, 1988, the movie Last Temptation of Christ is released. That was a controversial movie. I've never seen that. I don't want to see it. It doesn't look good. And I love Jeff Daniels. Arachnophobia is one of my favorite Well, Jeff movies. Daniels, is, it's Willem Dafoe. I thought Jeff Daniels was in there. No, Willem Dafoe plays Jesus. Barbara Hershey plays Mary Magdalene. Oh, no, Magdalene yeah. And then it's, it's a Scorsese movie. Yeah. it's a, And it was controversial. Why? Because he likes Jesus fucks women. In yeah. It. Well, Jesus has sex in a kind of a fantasy sequence. And it's it portrays him as more of kind of. And a, isn't don't they Mary's like a whore in it? Well, yeah, because I think that's what she, she was. was a prostitute. Yeah, 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 I think she was a prostitute and kind of followed him. You know, it's like a, I mean, it's just because people get when religion comes up, it just puts up all these just weird images and wall. I remember I was in my dorm floor my freshman year at, at, at Madison, and there was a woman who was very religious. Like you don't, you don't make movies about that. You don't do that. Like it was almost like this sacred thing you were challenging. You know, it's just like man. 1972 Dutch KRO TV transmits the 440th and last episode of Bonanza. Wow. That's what it was on for a long time. Bonanza was on from like the mid 50s to the early 70s. Yeah. My great grandmother, Grandma Jenny, Genevieve. They all Crocious, loved Bonanza. Loved Bonanza. Loved Bonanza. That and Gunsmoke. Loved it. And those shows are still on today. Oh, yeah. You can see them on like apps. I, I've never. That and The Rifleman. The Rifleman with Chuck Connors. He was in Roots. Isn't his name Lucas McCain? Who? Chuck the the Rifleman. The character of the... Oh, oh, or I, isn't the actor Lucas McCain? No, the actor was Chuck Connors, I yeah. believe. I believe. I could be wrong. I could be wrong on that. But I believe... Ch I think Chuck Connors played the Rifleman. I could be wrong. Let's, let's, let's see if my old man brain, which is starting to get faded through t excessive THC use, if I actually can still pull a name Was like he that. the early, like... Uh, I'm still beating myself up over that Raider Bengal game, by the way, from when I was off by one yep, year. Yep, Chuck Connors as rancher Lucas McCain. So we were both right. Yep. Look at that. And Johnny Crawford as his son, Mark McCain. It was set in the 1880s. Well, that's like like the 1880s. 1890s is when the Old West started to truly kind of die off. 
the invention of the automobile. The last John Wayne movie where he dies uh, is The Shootist with, with Ron Howard, actually, was in the movie, too. Came out in 1976. That's cool that he dies in his final movie. Yeah, because it, it was kind of, I mean, I think he he may have died in an early movie, but I don't think so. And and he dies in that movie. J- Jimmy Stewart's in it. Die. You know, I'm a doctor. You got a cancer. You got a cancer. That's what you got. You're filled with eighty pounds of impacted feces. You know, and he was. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he was taking pills and you shit. You got an anthill of fecal matter. He, he in also here. had like. I mean, I think he had half a lung taken out. Of, I mean, back then those guys smoked cigarettes. Well, man. there's a lot of colored people in the business, and honestly, I'd rather die. John Wayne was interviewed by Playboy in the early mid seventies. Says he would never just, hire a person of color unless it, it was to play a savage or a mongrel yeah, or something yeah, like and that. And it was also like, I just don't think blacks should have any power right now. I mean, literally, it was like it was that direct, you know? Wasn't the tone of it like because all these blacks are radical right now, so I just don't think it's the right time for yeah, them to. Yeah, I don't trust. Let's them. let them calm down a little bit. Yeah, they're radical. They actually want to live as human beings on the face of the earth. Can you imagine? I've turned them into a Brooklyn Italian. Eighty-one was the last broadcast of the Waltons, which oh. seems wild that it, that went that long. I remember that being a huge show uh, in the nineteen ninety-two Republican convention. Old man Bush W. W.'s father, yeah, said people in America want their family to be more like the Waltons and not the simpsons that was his big line he was doing a waltons quote 11 years after the show was off the air with the waltons that that to me and little house in the prairie rivaled each other in absolute squareness they were so fucking square anyway yeah uh aponte says uh no wonder they buried the uh, western motif 25 years ago because because what just because all those fucking yeah. <laughs> john all that john wayne shit yeah, I mean, it's that, that's where they again until Unforgiven. I think it, you know the the western really died off in the eighties. There just wasn't a lot of yeah. westerns, man. It just was not done as a genre. Eastwood was around, but he was really just a fake ass rifleman. Well, he was also doing and he was doing Dirty Harry movies. I got a dirty face. It was still a lot of like you know these liberals and these liberal justices are letting everyone off everyone off easy. So we have to build more prisons. We need to have a prison industrial complex in twenty five years that costs taxpayers three hundred and seventy five billion dollars a year. We've got seven million people walking the streets who are ex cons. We got two. 2.6 million people in prison, but that's a good thing. The only country on earth, the largest number of people in prison, even though we're a quarter yeah. of the size of China, we have the most people in prison, but don't forget, you're free. We need license plates, Crow. Yeah, exactly. He says, "You Crow, you turn John Wayne's voice into Jimmy the Greek. <laughs> you know, the black man, it, 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 by the way, he got, he got, can, you know, so oh, yeah. I first about cancel. That. I, I think him and Al Campanis, yeah. there could be a movie in there. About just like the, the first person who's canceled, kind of like yeah, and just sort of what I mean, Jimmy the Greek, I guess, was just at the end of it. He also had a bad. He had three children who had cystic fibrosis. Three That's like of a them, old disease too. Uh, and, and, and you, die, your kids die. That's like polio. Children die from that shit, you know. So he had a very. And at the end of his life, he was just like living in Vegas as like this kind of dirty man, you know, and was just kind of pathetic and lost you know so i think that there's i think there be, could be kind of an interesting kind of uh you know yeah story in there anyway 1967 celebrity hairdresser videl sassoon cuts actress mia farrow's hair into the famous pixie cut costing oh, five thousand dollars in reality just a publicity stunt farrow had previously cut her own hair seriously yeah five grand they said wow that's and, such a that's such a fucking hollywood thing to do Ooh, i'm gonna start a rumor Ooh. Ooh, this week in TV, the Wizard of Oz was premiered at the Chinese Theater in 1939. Yeah. 
Let's see here. 75 Indian action adventure film Cholet directed by Ram as the highest grossing Indian film ever. People love Bollywood. Apocalypse Now came out this week. Wow. In 79? 79. Wow. How did, did you see that in theaters? No. Oh, you I were young. Did, you were very I, young. Yeah. Although I did see Alien that summer. Oh, so they let you see Alien. My, or did my, you sneak my, off? My, my, my brother, my cousin, and then my aunt and I all saw Alien. Uh, when I was 10 and if you call this seeing a movie you were terrified I, were you a little puss petrified. you think like were, did you get scared a lot like were you easily scared as a kid you know, kind of, I think kind of like know? if your brother was ever like crow there's someone under your bed and he's gonna he's gonna kick it well, tonight. It, it's because I had a monster living with me he was called my old older brother that's the reason why I was scared <laughs> deal with him Jesus Christ man what a fucking sociopath uh yeah oh 2017 daniel craig confirms he will play bond one more time cut to 2021 he's still james bond wow i think chris idris is that is it the guy's idris name? elba idris elba i'm sorry yeah apologize uh, no, i good. think he'd be a good bond i think having an african-american bond would be perfectly i mean i'm not th- who it's entertainment it's entertainment, people. Don't take it so seriously. And then he could do a couple movies, and then a white guy can do it afterwards. And then here's something we could watch. This is a good thing to close on, and we can yeah. land the plane on this. Probably do about five, ten more minutes. 1985, CBS premieres its adaptation of Death of a Salesman, starring Dustin Hoffman and John Malkovich. My, my mom and my stepfather made me watch that movie. Because it was like, this is classic theater. You're yeah, going to be smarter watching this. Yeah, and it's also just like a lesson about life, you know, and, and what the future may hold. You know, it's like, God, it was kind of... You know, I will say the movie Fences with uh, yeah with uh, with uh, Denzel Washington is the Black Death of a Salesman. It's very comparable. Oh, to they me. have this whole movie on YouTube. Oh, it's actually a pretty. Good, it's very when you watch it, it looks like a play done on on a movie. I mean, it looks so play like. It, it, it's like it's Bye a, Bye Birdie. It's it's it's. A pretty, I hated that movie, by the way. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no. This is uh, this is a pretty good movie. I thought of a great idea to sell sport. Oh, they made Hoffman look all old and shit. Yeah, yeah. we have a line. That the Loman line. That, that dude was in Avatar. Yeah, he's the guy. He's the the bad guy in Avatar. Who else does he play? Doesn't he play like a guy who doesn't talk in a movie about about a band or something he, like that? He also played Last Exit to Brooklyn in the early '90s. Is this movie about a big strike going on at a company, you know, at a manufacturing plant in Brooklyn that's going into like its fourth or fifth month, and everyone is just totally on edge? And he actually plays a gay guy, and then who's like this total working class gay guy who kind of comes to terms with it, and he's he's married and has a he's like got a beard. He played, which is a kind of an inter- interesting role. Jennifer Jason. And Lee is in that and the movie she gets trained in the movie she gets 50 men rape her this is definitely like theater because you could tell these are all young people with old prosthetics yeah hey, he did like me. look at how young like Malkovich is there will you stop what is this even about it's about Willie Loman he's a, he's a salesman uh, uh, a um it's the American the dark side of the American dream and just these kind of mythologies that people it's actually a pretty good movie again the Amer- it's very relevant to the American sort of myth does he become like is it about the downfall of when you become successful you actually become a dick no or? he's a loser who still thinks he's going to be successful okay. that's what he is he's a loser Walking with a big laugh. Don't look worried. Start off with a couple of your good stories to light things up. You know, and then he's also he say. cheats. He cheats on his on his wife, and like one of the kids finds out. You know, and forcing very, race and sex on you in school. And, and then he, yeah, he's just. Uh, 
he's he's a loser who still believes in the American dream, and, and, and that's what I recall from this. Yeah, it's very you can tell it's very much a play, though. Can't you tell? Oh, the way totally. That, the way shot and stuff. It's, yeah. It's well, and you much. can tell they were like we're because TV movies were the shit, so they're like let's do let's make it look like a Broadway play. Absolutely, because it is a play. Well, I think that they, I think Hoff, I think they did it on on Broadway for a couple years. I think. You know, yeah, Malkovich is, and and his kids are kind of fuck ups. Malkovich is a he's an ex. He must jock. be young, huh? Malkovich was was an ex like an ex jock in that role, and he's this sort of loser who ends up getting arrested and gets jail time. Because like William Loman's life is not a good life, yeah. You know, and it, and it's kind of the the dark side of the American dream, Hell you yeah. know. And he lives by all these kind of cliches you hear about set, set in our culture, you know that. All you got to do is just work hard and then everything's going to be okay because that's all you have to do in this country. You don't have to just work hard because no, you know, still like that now. You know, exactly. Exactly. I'm saying if you yeah. watch it now, it's like, oh, this is, this is my life. It's relevant. Well, and you were you like, know? he's a loser, but he thinks he's successful. I'm like, oh, so me <laughs> yeah, exactly. or, or me for crying <laughs> yeah. out loud, man. I mean, I, I, I guess it's just, yeah, whatever. I have my own issues with this culture and sort of the way yeah. things are run. So. You know, it, the fact is you get two weeks of paid vacation at a career job in this country, and that is unacceptable. You should at least get four. You should get a week off every three months. We all need to be a, fucking, to be uh, a human being and to recharge. You know, it's just it, it is. These broads got the world by the balls with their pregnancy time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, not in this country. And in, in Europe, they do. You, you get a year or two years of 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 of, uh, of leave, you know, yeah. of maternity leave. And you get your job back and you get paid 80 percent of your salary in Italy. If you're a woman, and you have a kid, you still get a chunk of your salary. But, you know, that, that's socialism. That, that doesn't help the family, I'm sure, at all. It doesn't help the family at all. It doesn't help raise kids in the right way, you know, maybe stopping them from becoming criminals in the future. This country yeah, is... Yeah, it's raising in the sun for white people. It's raising in the sun for white people yeah. or, or fences for... Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. But that was... Yeah. Uh, we're winding down here. We're about yeah, 254. I think, yeah, I, I got I to... Gotta, I, oh, I gotta yeah. call it a, a show. Oh, it's man. all good. Yeah. Uh, thanks yeah. for watching, guys. I'm gonna put the end, the outro song on here to really Excellent. officially do it here. Good, good, yeah. Good episode, though. I like yeah. What we're talking about. Yeah. Thanks for. That's my take on death of a sales. Follow man. Crow on social media at Insecure Comic on Twitter. Absolutely. Uh, and I then any tweets in a while. You can like the Facebook page for the for the podcast. It's just this is Keith Pazel's podcast. Also, we have a Discord server now. Uh, I'm, I want more streaming stuff during the. show show sure so think about joining the discord server and all the chat yeah. stuff yeah um also keithpazel.com consider doing a pay-per-view donation it's how we keep the show afloat without ads appreciate that, uh people. but yeah thanks for listening guys watching whatever Good you do times. we love you goodbye Goodbye, we love you.